All right, Neil's back. You yeah. feeling better? No, a little bit. What's up with you? Blood pressure, high blood pressure, bad headaches. Ooh. I was doing a lot better when I got up this morning, but then the last hour and a half, a lot of idiots coming in there. Yeah. Yeah, Troy Stratford, Clarence. Oh. And so now by the time I'm through with them, I'm ready to like go back to bed. Don't let it get you. Yeah, right. Do what you told me. Just think about that check. Yeah. If you if you'd have been in the same position as I was Friday night at Pompano Park, finding out that they're trying to like uh, extort money from your clients, you you wouldn't have been too happy about it either. You were at Pompano. Off. They were. Huh? Oh, Pompano had a problem with us. Oh no, they uh, didn't have a problem uh, with us. They have a problem that I didn't know about. That's they, okay. They at least they called on them. Huh? Gulfstream or uh, called her last week, closing weekend. Yeah. Nobody called them to get copy. Well, that's because the, the place is in total state of disarray. I hate, you know, I hate to sound negative, but the place is, in case you haven't noticed, is in a total state of disarray. And no matter what the question is, like, well, who's the general manager this week? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. No matter what day of the week is it? I don't know. You know, so, yeah, they were trying to squeeze five grand out of Pompano to, like, fund this uh, Best of Neil 30th Anniversary CD, which we're not going to have one, by the way, and it wasn't my idea in the first place. But nobody ever bothered to tell me about that. And I told Steve Wolf, I said, if you people pay that money, I'm going to be so pissed off. I said, don't do it. Cancel it. And they did. Can you imagine that with the millions of dollars in damage that they just had there and just, you know, missed a month of racing and they're trying to, like, put their whole program back together again? And, you know, and just go and put the full court press. Let, let's blow them off the air. I've only had them on for 30 years. They, uh, you know, to, to let spots go away, without, yeah. it's not like we were oversold here. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you just well, don't get that money back. back. to was Stiffy again. You were right. Like I told you last week, you sure had your thumb on it about him. Yep. Boy. No question. So, yeah. Gulfstream I, opens today. Well, I hope uh, you'll be uh, at Calder betting it. I will not be if, there. Oh. No, I said at Calder betting it. I know. I, I'm done. Uh, opening day card is brutal. Eight races. In fact, I noticed, I read in the paper, because I was there for the three days over the weekend, and believe you me, I don't want to come back there anytime soon. But uh, they're encouraging people, go to Calder and Bet Gulfstream, yeah. because well, they I, don't want you to see the place isn't finished yet, and right. we don't want you to be disappointed. Well, they're, they're smart that way. I, you know, I, yeah. I, I took the tour on Saturday, and it's, you know, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a, the slot emporium is going to be incredible. Uh, there are not a lot of seats facing the racetrack. There are, That's probably a good idea. Yeah, right. Why would you want to see the racing? <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, they've got this big centerpiece walking circle uh, that's behind the building that is spectacular looking. But it's, you know, they're going to, you, you sit there and watch races on big monitors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these simulcast rooms, it's all, all about that. They, uh, they, I think they only have about three or 4,000 seats that actually well, that, face the enough. racetrack. That's enough. Yeah. Well, some days. But it'll be nice. I'm not going to judge it. Let people, let the other people do that. See how they like it. That's right. Go out there and plunge your guts out. Yep. And please go to Pompano Park because they got to defray the cost of that five grand that they're not going to pay, but they might have had to pay. I, I wonder how many. I got the literature because Steve Wolf gave it to me so I have the evidence. It's it's really scary. I'm going to talk about this on the show today. It's just it's, it's frightening to me, and I knew nothing about this. Absolutely nothing. I didn't either. So is that Troy's account? Yes. Oh. Oh, he was in there for 50 minutes this morning trying to give me a stroke. Troy! You know. 
Uh, so I, I take back what I've always said, you know, about Troy Stratford, nice guy, just uh, not a sales guy. He's not a nice guy. He's just a self-serving. He's just a regular sales hole. Siphoning the commission off a lot of accounts that we've had on for years. It's uh, really sad. So I think like Gulfstream, what we ought to do is say, hey, all you radio people out there, all you listeners, <laughs> go, somebody over to, else. <laughs> go over to 790 and try them. We'll let you know. We'll start running maybe an ad campaign. We'll run a sandwich board. Maybe we'll get one of those uh, planes that flies the message like Jeff Cohen does, you know, those banner planes. Okay, the coast is clear. You can come back now. we got our act back together again. We know what we think we know what we're doing. It's amazing to me. It's just astonishing. I went and uh, saw an advertiser of mine on Sunday. Uh, I'm beginning to feel like, you know, the people I'm endorsing, I want to go see them to make sure everything's okay. Yeah. Well, no, what I started to say is I have no idea how many more of these things have been passed out and how much more money they're trying to extort from uh, sponsors, you know. Uh, I get the feeling that the company is trying to make it into a money grab for themselves. Like they Remember that uh, online auction they had, that embarrassment? I uh, remember that. This is your time we're on right now. I said now. to Clarence, I said, "What the hell's that all?" He says, "Oh, well, it's another revenue stream for the company." <laughs> yeah, I said, "Stream on this." Yeah. Stream my ass, Mr. Company Man. Oh, by the way, the coal miners—they're all still alive. It was a mistake. First they were alive, yeah, and then they were dead. That? Now we're now we're going to say they were alive again. Oh, they are. They no, told them. Let's just say it. Oh yeah, they told the families now that. Oh, we made a mistake. Uh, they're dead. Yeah, they for three died. hours. They died. Yeah. Yeah, it's not funny. And we're supposed to all be whipped up into a frenzy about that. There's people dying all over the place every day. But th this is the TV event du jour, you know? Mm -hmm. Like the other day, it was the fires in the, in Oklahoma. Hour after hour after hour. Thank God there was a lot of football games on. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. Man. Lots of games yeah. to bet on. Yeah. Not a good pick on a Dolphin-Patriot game, by the way. No, well, I didn't know I saw, the Patriots. I saw on ESPN Saturday morning, or was it Sunday? When it yeah, was I had a bad on? day. Yeah. Well, you know something? I didn't know that Brady was going to play a quarter. And then Belichick's got the nerve to get, as much as I, I love him, he's got the nerve to come out and say, oh, we didn't tank that game. How could anybody say that? They totally so They played the starters it. for one quarter, yeah. and the fact that they had Flutie do that drop kick, yeah. that should tell you how seriously well, they They didn't want to see Pittsburgh in the first round. That's what I, that I was all about. I will guarantee you. I'll guarantee you. That when that kid came off, remember they, after they scored the last touchdown, there were like a couple of seconds left? Yeah. And that kid, Matt Castle, whatever his name is, yeah. the quarterback, he went over to the sideline. I guarantee you, Belichick told him, if you complete this pass, don't ever show up here again. The guy was open. Yeah. He was wide open. Yeah. And he overthrew him by like 10 yards. Yes. The ball wasn't close to him. Now, who would you rather play? Pittsburgh, which is That's one what of I'm the saying. They, or they, would you they rather didn't play want... Jacksonville, which is like, uh, you know, got a good record, but they're basically a girls' team? Well, we'll see. But they. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they definitely didn't want to see Pittsburgh. There was no That's question about true. that. And now they, they won't it. see Pittsburgh either because... And, uh, and you notice in the in the second quarter after they took Brady out and the starters, the, the crowd started getting really pissed off, and I don't blame them, you know. If, if you're going to tank a game and, and not play the starters, don't don't charge. Give people a rebate. You know, give them their money back. Those people have been loyal for a long time. Give oh, them their yeah. money back. Right. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. So anyway, I picked up the paper today, and the lead on the uh, Penn State game is in Florida State. Two old men shared a late night out, and I'm thinking it's me and Eddie Kaplan. Yeah. But Speaking of old men, I'm so glad you brought that up. Now this Joe Pa, which I've never liked him in the first place. He just, I just something about him annoys me. But his behavior on the sideline, if it was any other coach anywhere in the U.S., he would have gotten kicked out in the first quarter. They'd have kicked his ass off the field. 
His, he, he's like a half a step away from Woody Hayes. He behaves like a, a crazy person. He's been like that for a couple of years Every now. single play, he's swearing and screaming, and the, the, the veins are popping out of his forehead. He's a crazy person. I mean, you know, I, I really don't give a damn what you guys think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's him. <laughs> crazy person. Oh, and I learned something the other day when I was watching the, the Notre Dame game in high definition. I kept reaching in there, patting Brady Quinn on his shoulder, trying to give him some encouragement, but they were they were outmanned. Yeah. But I learned something that Woody Hayes claimed that he never played Notre Dame, never put him on the schedule because he didn't want to divide the Ohio Catholics, their yeah, loyalties. Well, what a what a cop out that is. That's yeah. such a freaking lie. Right. Man. You know these these empire building coaches. You know the Bear Bryant and uh, Bobby Bowden and all these other guys. Get a life already, will you please? What what is that? What is that all about? That is their life. That's pretty sad. Well, Very sad. Well, I'm glad you're. Uh, well, I hope you're feeling better. No, I'm. I, we, I was. I was feeling pretty good this morning, and now my head is. I, I might just go back to bed. I mean, I did the crossover. We had a pretty good time here this morning. I might just go back to bed. Yeah, I'll do the rest of the show until they stop uh, bugging the crap out of me. This crap. George is here. Yeah, George is there. Thank God for him being there yesterday, because there's no way I could have done that show. Yeah. I had a trip back here from, from hell. Oh, that's another thing. I don't know if you fly Fort Lauderdale or Miami Airport. Uh, Fort Lauderdale. That was my first experience there in years. Now, coming in, it was okay on Friday. It was fine. But I came back. It's my bad. Although, maybe it's like this every day. But I came back. Um, what the hell day did I come back? Monday. What? What? Monday, which was the, the New Year's holiday. The busiest day of the year. Oh, my God. That place was a madhouse. Yeah. And then you go through security, and they have this zigzag line that just zigs and zags, and, and it goes on forever. And you think, is there ever any, like, security check, or is this just uh, a joke? Man, that, and, and that place was just, they have too many flights. I was in Terminal 4 Air Canada, and they have too many damn flights. Like, every five feet, there's another flight, and they got, like, four seats, you know. Mm. And everybody's standing and milling around, and uh, my flight was an hour late because the incoming was an hour delayed because of mechanical. And I'm, like, wandering around and wandering, like, uh, here's San Juan, and here's Montego Bay, and here's Jamaica Mon, and uh, et cetera. It's speaking of Jamaica no Mon, fun. speaking of Jamaica, do you know that there's a population of Jamaica of 2 million people, and you know how many murders they had last year? How many? 1,630. Ooh. The Beasleys, 2 million uh, population. The Beasleys have a house down there. Huh? Did you know the Beasleys have a house there? Well, that's a good place I finally figured out what the Jamaicans like the best. A good machine gun. <laughs> Man. They've always had a high crime rate. There. A good machine gun. Yeah, they like uh, killing each other. At any rate, have a great day. Don't lose too much on that opening day card. You know, you got to like see. I will not be. I'm not gambling today. Come on. I'm not. What kind of what kind of spirit is that? They need your money. That's a, Those horses are hungry, man. They're having a soft opening, like they call it. Yeah. Oh, I know some people like that. Well, I'll be out Saturday. That's what I heard about Scruan. I wouldn't know, but I'm saving myself for Saturday. Okay. Okay? What's Saturday? That's when I'll be going back. They're not racing again until Saturday after today. Oh, I see. Now, are we going to have spots on promoting this or not? Uh, I don't think they're advertising. <laughs> no, uh, Gulfstream. Gulfstream is not running uh, a lot of advertising. For oh, them. I see. They don't want people there. 
right. until they Stay get their act way. together. Hey, listen, all you people out there, Gulfstream opens today, but don't go there, whatever you do. In go fact, last year they gave the other station the budget, which makes me think they didn't want any people there last year either. Yeah. So. And I'm sure they succeeded very well. Have a great day. Hey, you too. And I'll call you from bed. Hope you're feeling better. See ya. Oh my God, your breasts are beautiful. The Patriot Act is still allowed. The government is still in your face. They poke their nose where it don't belong. So they can eavesdrop on you. All your civil rights have gone away. They can put a camera in your room. Our forefathers wouldn't be so proud. Rolling in the graves now. Now you'll know exactly what it's like. To lose your bill of rights. Rectum. Okay, search to her stuff, but my grandma's not an Al-Qaeda. My phone calls can be tapped, but my paparazzi, they can do that. Jennifer Lannister spooks her out, and there ain't nothing she can't do. Soon to find out what it's like to have no private life. Abu Ghraib. 1013-560-WQM, Wednesday, January the 4th. My first show of the new year. You excited about that or what? No, well, no I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm a little scared, actually. Why is that? Because I'm afraid that you might fall over any minute. I just might after that. I will. You know, if, if those people, I'm going to make you the um, the bodyguard of the audio from now on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. if Duff comes in, that's okay, because he's supposedly selling the show, which is about the time somebody does. But uh, if those other people come in, like uh, the sales holes or Clarence especially, just tell them, get out. I just leave the old man just alone. Just walk away. That's right. Well, you, you were ear witness to it, like uh, about an hour nonstop aggravation this morning. Bop, bop, yeah. bop, you know. And what, I chewed all my fingernails you? off the whole while. Were you really? Yeah. Especially well, doing that Troy thing, I could just hear, you know, your blood pressure. Well, I finally got up and walked going. out. I went and made my bacon, right. my microwave bacon. I just couldn't take no more. You know, uh, you're not fooling anybody, Troy. All you are is just another sales holder wants to take the money and stuff it in your pocket, which we all got to eat. You know, that's fine. But uh, that, that's it. Everything I have to do is for him. And what am I going to drive a Corvette? Ho, ho, ho. You're an idiot, Troy. You're just a skinhead idiot. <laughs> and I hope you and the uh, sales manager have a great life together. Maybe he and uh, Curtis can elope. And that's Curtis uh, Raymond Burr, by the way. I don't want anybody to think we're talking about Curtis Stevenson, who we like a lot, who's a good guy, who's on the air. Right. Uh, this is our sales mangler back there who's uh, very thin-skinned and very uptight and doesn't communicate with the talent because he can't handle it and because he's uh, drowning in a sea of incompetence. But nevertheless, 1014, we hope you had a great new year. We hope that the year brings us all uh, wonderful uh, nachas, as somebody would say. Do, 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 do. And it is that time of the year again for those New Year's resolutions. This year you have the best chance to lose weight and get healthy again. Balance for life. And this year we're going to help the beast out and get him ready for his wedding day by providing him and his lovely bride, by the way, with gourmet meals from Balance for Life. Little Spy told me his bride could lose an ounce or two. I, that's just what I'm hearing. Anyway, what could be easier than getting three gourmet meals and two delicious snacks delivered right to your doorstep every day at your home, your work, your pup tent, and still lose the weight? Why would you want to join a gym, fight the traffic, fight the crowds in the gym, follow somebody on a sweaty machine, wait for the cardio equipment, and then quit after just a few weeks out of frustration, and worse yet, still a big fat tub? So relax this year. Sign up for the easy way to do it, Balance for Life. Get a weekly menu of menu selections and let them do all the work for you. The meals come right to your doorstep and you will lose weight. They bring you that magic sack. And in that sack is your food for the entire day. 
Sit back and eat gourmet meals as your friends and coworkers are rushing off in the dead of winter to the gym, snacking on carrot sticks and rice cakes, and we know rice cakes, and we know how bad the dead of winter is in South Florida, Troy. So get in the zone with Balance for Life. Call them now toll free, one eight six six two two five forty five forty three. Aren't you concerned about the dead of winter? Yes. I'm being concerned about being dead in winter. Call Balance for Life toll free one eight six six. 225-4543, or check them on the web, balanceforlife.com. Don't wait. Make that New Year's resolution a reality this year finally, for real. Call Balance for Life today, 1-866-225-4543. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 Who's going to give Ricky a blow? In an isolated region of the West comes the heartwarming story everyone is talking about. What started as a fishing trip became something much more. Jake Gyllenhaal and Oates stars in Brokeback Mountain. They broke my back. I can't move. Hello? 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 Critics are raving about Brokeback Mountain. It's about a man with a broken back on a mountain. I think that was a, a wolf. <laughs> yeah, that was a grizzly. Oh, my. I'm lost. Now, where am I? Uh, that sounded like a homosexual. Oh, my goodness. You're hurt. Yep. Definitely a homosexual. Brokeback Mountain. Rated S for extreme stupidity. <laughs> now, I'm sure neither one of you seen that. <laughs> what? Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> Come on. No, uh, we yeah, have a little bit too Well, no, gay. I can't, I can't speak for Josh. He might have seen it. Yeah, yeah, I think Josh saw it twice. He liked it so much. Anyway, here's your poll from, uh, here's my poll from yesterday. That's right. So I don't want you taking credit for it. It's all yours. Because I was all set to come in yesterday, but boy, no. too sick for that. And it went long overdue for a few sick days. Like today sounds good. <laughs> Wasn't I just talking not too long ago about it's been at least a couple of years since I had even one sick day? That's right. Well, just save well, them up for the end. I feel like it might, it might <laughs> be the end. That's the way I felt, let's see, uh, two, oh, uh, last night. Please. Don't let these night, people be undoing that's true. How Including embarrassing people voting be? for stale on the poll. I like that. That's why I put it on there. I see Mo and his wife have voted nine times apiece. Why is America so much into guns? Why is it the American... Well, guess what? It is. 1,426 votes. They love my poll, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may be old and fat and uh, faggy and stale, but they love my poll. Why is America so much into guns? It's the American effing way, baby. 622. I'll ride, and you're right, it is. Uh, and they're exporting it up here, too. It's part of our culture, 191, because they're basically violent, 146. They don't trust each other, 138. Americans are just scared schmittless, 109. Where, where did that one come from? Was that one of my choices? Uh, you, someone, called it, someone called it in, so I... Get out of here. Because they can be, 89. They don't trust the government, 72. Uh, they sure beat bows and arrows, 48. Yeah, I'll take my guns against your bows and arrows most of the days of the week. And they love Chuck Heston movies, 11. How do you like that? Well, he had a tremendous impact. You son of a bitch. On America, especially with those nice spandex pants. As he goes waddling away. Oh, you know what was on again the other night? Fahrenheit 9-11. Cool. And everybody ought to be forced to watch it. They ought to be forced with toothpicks in their eyes to sit back and... But they won't, and they don't care, and they're all worried about the, uh, the coal miners in West Virginia. 
who were uh, alive and then they were dead. Now they're uh, still dead, but who knows? Maybe next hour they'll be alive again. It's like magic. Oh, and speaking of magic, oh, my God. You know, Bob Hamilton, you are uh, the Antichrist. <laughs> bad mistake. Wow. I was there those three days, so, you know, I get in the car, drive up to Pompano Park, and I'll get to that. I got the two pages of evidence here, Troy. I'm going to rip you an ass and your buddy Curtis, uh, Raymond, uh, whatever his name is, Burr. He's going to have burrs in his saddle by the time I get through. What, what a scam. No matter what you're involved in with this company, it turns into a scam. In addition to which, a bad scam. You know, it's one thing to be a good scam artist like uh, Jack Abramoff, at least for a while anyway. Oh, he was doing pretty good. Yeah. What they say? And isn't it? Isn't it convenient? Isn't it convenient for these talking head channels that we got the coal mine disaster now to That's take up right. 95% of the time as opposed to talk about Jack Abramoff and Tom DeLay and uh, what's the other guy's name from Ohio? Bob Benet. Mm-hmm. Uh, just take up all the time talking about the coal mining disaster. And last last couple of days ago, it was uh, the fire, the wildfires in Oklahoma and Texas, and uh, the the plane with the emergency landing at Logan in Boston. Right. It's always something that we get on in for hour after hour, so we don't have to talk about all this other stuff. All these crooks in Washington. And this latest business, they're saying, might actually go back to the executive branch. Is what right. they're saying. Up to two hundred people might be tainted by that. Right. Taint a uh, lie either, man. Bad news. So here's today's pool that we're doing. I'm starting to feel like my left hand is. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh. I think I'm gonna. I just said that for your oh. benefit. No, it's true. A little bit, just a little touch. No, I'm having a heart attack. Since Clarence was oh. in there, <laughs> I might as well die on here and there. My phone is ringing out. That means the bulk of this probably just showed up downstairs. I might just go and get it, you know, or not. I'm, I'm not going to sample it on the ear because you know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to go into it. There, there are so many loose ends, you know, just hanging all over the place. And it's like, uh, oh, well, we don't know nothing. We don't know. And nobody tells us anything. You know, Clarence, it's one thing to go through life as a total quizzling. It's another thing to open up a mouth, have a little pair of balls and say, uh, you know, what's the, what's the story here? What's going on, Greg? But evidently we don't have anybody in the building that's got the cojones to do that. Here's today's poll. We did this a long time ago, and years ago, as a matter of fact. But back then, there were only like a couple of choices, you know, like three choices. And I thought, well, let's give them a lot more bad choices, give them a chance for a cheap shot, even though they're all listening, of course, or they wouldn't be on our website. Right. Neil Rogers is very entertaining, 170 out of 408, 405, whatever the hell it is. A voice of reason, 85. A genius, 55. Yeah, can't you tell? Mm-hmm. A freaking genius. A fat old fag, 42. Well, there's no debating that. Right, that's why I voted that. A panic, 27. That's what I voted because I find myself most amusing. A panic, 27. A laugh riot. Stale, 18. So that's Mo and his wife voting nine times each. Divisive, five. Boring, four. And a bigot, one. Ah! Yeah, there you go. No, the so there's a little something for everybody on there, right? The people that voted boring, man. <laughs> yeah. It's boring, well, no matter, but they're listening. No matter what choice you put on right. there, you're going to get something. That's why sure. I put them on there. Now, thank God I'm not as exciting as most of the people that call the radio talk shows, like the ones you had on Monday, oh. which you told all, me about. All five of them, it. yeah. I was in transit. No, anyway, that thing so with uh, Fort Lauderdale Airport, I'm kind of debating whether I ever want to fly out of there again. Now, Hank is right. That is the busiest, probably that and Thanksgiving are the two busiest days of the year as far as flying. Yeah. But that, that place was a zoo, just insane. And they, they've got like 7,000 different flights all departing from the same terminal there, and they're all like about 10 feet apart. 
and they got all these long lines, and everybody's in a total state of panic. And seriously, they got about 15 seats for, uh, well, my flight was sold out, so there was like 170 people on my flight. Well, how can 170 people stick their fat ass in, uh, you know, 15, 20, 30 seats? About 30, man. Huh? Yeah. Can't do it. Well, and so everybody's in. milling all around. So finally, you know, the plane's an hour coming in, an hour uh, late leaving. And they finally start boarding the flight, and they put the gimps on. You know, and of course, it's Fort Lauderdale, so there's got to be at least two, three wheelchairs. And they're starting to load them out. Well, well you know, once they put the gimps on, that means they're going to have pre-boarding and, and momentarily. Right. So unlike Air Canada and Miami International, which is always very orderly and very calm and very, uh, you know, or in Pearson the same way, no chaos. And all of a sudden, here come all these idiots pushing forward. And I thought, oh, geez, I'm in Europe again. This is like KLM Part 2. Well, you weren't, you weren't uh, when I came back from Amsterdam. You didn't hear about my KLM deal no. on the 747. That means you might have to repeat it all over again. And about getting on a plane after this chaotic, insane boarding. And, uh, oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, they, one of the, one of the uh, uh, carts, what do they call is the uh, catering trucks. One of the catering trucks hit the plane this morning, and maintenance failed to notice that there was a damage to the aircraft. So we're all going to have to offload the plane, get your luggage, and uh, we got another 747 at the gate next door, and that was that. Was that. Traveling is becoming a real pain in the grass, you know what? Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then, of course, <laughs> we had your story, and that was, just, that was just by car. Yeah. Well, well you talked of. about, I guess you talked about it at length yesterday? Uh, on uh, whenever it was, Friday, I think. Or I guess I came back on the air, uh, what was it, Tuesday? <laughs> hey, it's all a bit of blur. <laughs> oh. Whenever it was. Whenever. Whenever the hell it was. Yeah. Well, we're still in the middle of the holidays at QAM, so right. don't bother us, okay? We're still uh, on busman's vacation, so leave us alone. a real home. show uh, tomorrow. Or That's right. Monday. We'll let you know when we're going to do a real show on a real station with a real sales manager and a real general manager and a real uh, whatever. And a real bunch of scam going on back there with promotions. By the way, you ought to get Mikhail in there and give him a spanking while he's at it. Wow. Now, I, I know he did say something to me about I wouldn't have to put the seed money up this year and they were going to go out and get the... Uh, uh, you know, but, but he never gave me any specifics about that, and he certainly didn't let me know they were going to try to rape my good sponsors for $5,000. Huh? Yeah. I mean, the seed money I put up, and it wouldn't have bothered, it wouldn't have bothered me to put up the ten grand. That's what I give to the charity every year anyway when we do this thing. wouldn't have bothered me. But, no, let's go out there and, and try to screw up some accounts. Let's try to, you know, we don't have that many left, so let's try to screw over the few that Neil's got left. 28 past 10 at QAM. There's still time to get the best prices on 2005 and 6 Fords from the folks at Armstrong Ford or Homestead. It's Ford. Keep it simple pricing. The price you see is the price you get. No tags to look for, no hassles to get tangled up in, and no gimmicks to steer clear of. The price you see is the price you get. Keep it simple pricing. Simple and straightforward. That's the Armstrong family guarantee. Keep it simple pricing extends to 2005 and 06 model Ford cars, SUVs, and trucks through the F-350 and E-Series through E-350. So now's the smart time to get down, see our friend David Rich, and let him put you behind the wheel of a new Armstrong Ford. You'll get their exclusive Tires and Batteries for Life program. That's correct. When you buy an Armstrong Ford from a, a homestead, you get tires and batteries for the life of your car. That could save you thousands of dollars. David Rich and the staff guarantee you that you won't find a better price anywhere. And with Armstrong Ford or Homestead being locally owned and operated, they'll treat you like I always tell you, like family, because they want to make you a customer for life. No bait and switch, no BS. Call David Rich, 305-247-5112, and ask for the Neal deal. You'll save like never before, but you need to get an Armstrong Ford today. Armstrong Ford or Homestead, 30725 South Dixie Highway, just 20 minutes south of the 836. Keep it simple. Pricing ends January 3rd, 2006. That was yesterday. 
Ring in the new year and make sure you keep it simple. Keep it simple pricing offer excludes Ford Fusion, Ford GT, Ford Mustang, and 2006 F-150 Harley-Davidson. Ends January 3rd, 2006. That was yesterday. Check them on the web at armstrongcars.com. Then drive a little extra to save thousands at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. And be sure and tell them that Jeff hi i i i i i sent you by. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. In October, Sylvester Stallone announced Rocky VI. Then in early November, he announced Rambo IV. Now, the news Stallone fans have been waiting decades for. Sylvester Stallone is Rocky Balboa. How you doing? And John Rambo. How you doing? In Rocky VI, Rambo IV. Rocky versus Rambo. Hey, yo, Rambo. Hey, yo, Rocky. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Yo, Paul, how you doing? From the producers of Freddy vs. Jason and Alien vs. Predator, Rocky Six, Rambo 4, Rocky vs. Rambo. Uh, hey, yo, Rambo, that's a mean left hook you got. Uh, oh. Hey, yo, Rocky. Hey, yo, what? Rocky Six, Rambo 4, Rocky vs. Rambo. Absolutely, absolutely. Coming soon, going away even sooner. Absolutely. 1033, 27 before 11 o'clock. Let's take a look at that award-winning pristine lineup. This is the first day we've had in a long, long time with the, the, the whole family. They got some mishpachas here today. How do you like that? All right. We had the big O this morning, followed by the thumper. I'm here, at least for the time being. Mo Howard David at Mad Dog at 4 till 6.30. Tough as he's back after a long hiatus road. Panther preview. Panthers were in a coma last night in Jersey. If there were 1,500 people there for that game, that was a lot. I, I, I have never seen a place that empty. It was like the inside of an oxygen tank. I mean, it was just sterile. And there were the game it was about the same. Anyway, Panther preview at 6.30. They play at the Islanders 7 o'clock tonight, who are ripe for the picking. The Islanders suck. And Eddie Kay after the hockey game. Pretty pristine lineup, if you ask me. I'm waiting for the fir my first call of the year of 2006. By the way, how do you like that copy on that Armstrong Ford? The sale ended yesterday. Whatever. Exactly. That's, you know, we love uh, David Rich and all our friends down there, and maybe uh, we'll get a real piece of copy, and we'll find out what the real deal is starting today. Because that was a copy that evidently ended yesterday, although I, that's the only thing I got on my fax machine. But nevertheless, bada beep, bada boop, bada bum. We got a little chaos back there. We've got a crisis in sales at QAM. How do you like that? Oh, my God. Exactly. Well, they can't be bothered selling spots or servicing the account because they're too busy going out there trying to trying to siphon money out of my the few sponsors we got left on the station, like Pompano Park. I got that thing in my hand right now and the uh, brochure too. Now you really? got it there, right? Yeah, and that. You got to admit that's a nice cover for the CD. That's not going to happen. Yeah. WQAM. Hello. Happy hello. New Year. WQAM. Hello. See, I pressed the button, and it's a very slow. It's, it just takes forever here. A little Q bit of a lag, yeah. Gobbing through. Take your seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cabin crew, take a dump. Wow, that was uh, not good. That was not good, my last KLM experience. They just don't know how to board a flight. They just don't know how to do it. It's just chaos. I, I, don't, I already went through this story. I don't want to go through it again. But traveling is a pain in the ass. I mean, you know, in addition to which, uh, we'll let you go. You guys can go to Amsterdam next time. Okay? Right. And maybe I'm walking not... is the best way to travel anymore. Well, that's what I do here. Of course, the three days I was there, I laid on the couch and watched TV and ate all day, which is, I think, yeah. why I'm on a verge, on a verge you know, of death. Right. Now, that place is hazardous to your health. And I'm serious. If I had stayed there, I'd have been dead a long time ago. 
if I wouldn't be here? I, 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 it's just it's scary. How the hell do people stay alive? In addition to which, let me also say this. To talk about it is one thing, but to be there and look around in terms of the devastation <laughs> from the hurricane, yeah, to see all the trees, the mm-hmm. millions, the, the only good, the a good and the bad. The good thing is that most of the Malalukas got knocked down. The bad part of that is that all that crap from the Malalukas is in right. the air. Right. Right? Yeah. So it turned all of that, the allergens loose in the air, which is why everybody is wheezing and sick yep. and puking yes, their guts out. Yes, that, anybody who puts up a Malaluka tree ought to be shot. Okay, no more Malalukas makes you want to puke, okay, no more. But you drive around, and of course all the tarps on the roofs, and then everybody, including me, is preoccupied with trying to put their property back together again. That place is years away from being back to normal. Not months, years. Am I right? No, Yo, you're right. It's it's a disaster zone. It, it, it looks like the, a war zone. It looks like they were dropping bombs there. Una bomba grande, man, in every hood. WQAM, Happy New Year. What's wrong with magic? WQAM, Happy New Year. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, bud, how you doing? Happy okay. New Year. Back to you. Listen, what was your take? Did you were, were you watching the uh, the ten, the uh, ten uh, news thing with Dick Clark? Wasn't that wasn't that unbelievable? I didn't see it live. I saw the clip oh. and actually uh, schlepped him out there, and everybody's screaming about how grotesque it was to put him I, on the air. And I uh, well, what do you expect? The guy I is like once. I can't believe he did that. Yeah. You know? Well, it goes to show you his his PR people. All they care yeah. about, like somebody said, I think it was Keith Olbermann last night. All they yeah. care about is Dick Clark Productions and all his business oh. enterprises. They don't give a crap about him. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. All right, listen, Happy New Year, guys. Same uh, way, that's, that's all I got. You bet. Bye-bye. The Lord got even with Dick, I'll tell you that. Did you see it? No, like you, I saw the clip afterwards. No, I went to bed early on New Year's Eve. In fact, uh, starting at about 7 o'clock, all the uh, yahoos in my neighborhood started with the fireworks. And then the next morning, mm-hmm. whatever they had left over, they were shooting those off the next day. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got some fireworks. Let's blow off some fireworks for New Year. Come on. Yeah, and? Something to do, I guess. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Guys, speak to Neil. Speaking. Hey, Neil. Uh, I believe in the gun control. You should hold the gun with two hands. Huh? WQAM, hello. Hey, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Do Mo have a grudge against you and um, you and the guy in the morning you do the crossover with? Yes. Oh. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, uh, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, man. Ramon, you send me a talk show with some talent. <laughs> I got a good uh, machine gun. <laughs> yeah, they like a good machine gun, man. How do you know it with a crystal Population present? Population of 2 million people. I got 1,639 people murdered last year. That's uh, kind of scary. That, that would be like in... Um, that, I guess here, we got about double that population here, so it would mean uh, four, uh, four million. It would mean like 3,200 3, murders a year. And they're getting all bent out of shape about 78 here last year and 52 with guns. <laughs> At any rate, I want to get into this thing about uh, Pompano Park, and not, not so much, you know, although I will give them a free spot, I guess. They deserve it. But about the, and see, uh, keep in mind, okay, this is something I found out by accident just having to be there and the fact that they brought this up. And I said, well, and Steve Wolf says to me, oh, well, I've got the presentation downstairs. I've got, I said, bring it up here, please. I want to see that. So I've got it in my hand right now in the presentation as well about this so-called Best of Needle CD, which is not going to happen, by the way. No. It, it, it just, that, that was the beginning of my blood pressure just zooming up there, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, 
why would you do that to me? Why would you do that to fine people who are so supportive and one of our fine? I did have a good time with Dick Feinberg. We sat together and uh, ate dinner and yucked it up about uh, reminiscing about old uh, drivers and tracks and all this other. We had a good time, and Derek, my friend Derek was there making everybody an offer they couldn't refuse. But other than that, and by the way, Steve Wolf, lose an ounce or two for the New Year, will you please, if you want to make it to 2007? My God. No free spaghetti dinner. I guess you knew that. Right. Uh, they had me read the spot. And, and you want to know why? Steve Wolf ate all the spaghetti. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I knew there was more to it. My than God. Me. Talk about a pupic from hell. But anyway, they were uh, very nice to me, and they're great, and uh, I loved them like crazy, and I had a pretty good time. Only made a couple of bets and lost them both, but uh, we just yucked it up all night, which is a good way to do it. 20 before 11 at 560 WQAM. When you're shopping for shoes, I've been telling you for a very long time, there's an unbeatable combination waiting for you at Brandy's because comfort, fit, and value is what it's all about. And when it comes to those three ingredients, Brandy's is absolutely unbeatable. That's correct. Brandy's carries a humongous selection of all the top brands. they got Rockport, Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, New Balance, SAS, and all the other big names in the shoe business as well. And the professional shoe fitters of Brandy's will make damn sure you've got a customized fit of your favorite comfort shoe every time. Just ask for Arnie. He'll take damn good care of you and your feet. The pros at Brandy's really understand fit and comfort. They even specialize in wide widths as well. So Brandy's is well worth a trip from just about anywhere in town because you really want to take care of those feet. For comfort, style, fit, value, and selection, always think Brandy Shoes. And you'll find Brandy's at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Open daily till 9, every Sunday till 5. And it's a great time to buy SAS at Brandy's this week. Take an extra 20% off on all great men's and women's SAS styles this week. So be sure to get your answer to Brandy's this week. Or do your shoe shopping on their most prestigious website, brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. The following is a real conversation between celebrity OnStar operator Ron Jeremy and OnStar customer Susie Jenkins. Okay, I've never been here before and I need to get home. Let me turn on my OnStar. Hi, I'm porn star Ron Jeremy. Where do you need to go today? I need to go home, please. All right, turn left. Okay. Go straight for 20 feet and go right. Okay, all right. Make a left. And turning. Now, turn into the driveway. Okay, the driveway. Hey, this isn't my house. I know it's not your house. It's my house. Come on in, baby. What? <laughs> oh, thank you, sweet Jesus, for saving all of our kin, you know. Oh, wait a minute. Damn you, Jesus, they're all dead. Yeah. Isn't that something? Well, not all of them. Well, one guy, well, he's close. Although they said they uh, they checked for brain damage and they couldn't find one. one 485 votes. Neil Rogers is very entertaining, 198. Oh, yeah. A voice of reason, 107. A genius, 66. Too bad mom is in the ground, you know. Wouldn't she be proud? A genius. A fat old fag, 50. A panic, 32. Stale, 20. Oh, Mo and his wife keep voting and voting. You keep your eyes off that golf course anyway, Mo. Divisive six, boring five, and a bigot one. And and all those 485 people, by the way, keep in mind, they're all listening, whether they like it or they right. hate it. Keep that in mind. And that's why I put all those negative choices on there, because I find it most amusing. Oh, this show is so stale, and we've heard all this stuff before, and, uh, oh, jeez. Can't wait to hear it again. I'll tell you what's really stale. In fact, I'm going to start dumping him as that gargler guy. He just, uh, you know, yeah. he doesn't get it. He'd be funny like once a week. And I already passed him along to Mo. We passed the torch since Mo finds him most amusing. I like that guy. I like the uh, great. 
the two of them can make sweet music together. And you think? Yeah, right. So uh, once a week it would be fine, but I'm, we're just going to start dumping him all the time because he's just out of control. He, I guess he figures he adds something to the show. Yeah, like Ron. Well, no, Ron, see, uh -huh. I disagree with you on Ron. I mean, oh, granted, I... he's annoying, but once in a great while he blurts once out a, something amusing. Once in a great we'll, while, but he calls we'll, plenty times a day. Right, well, I mean, it goes to show you. But the other guy, it's never going to be anything different. It's always the same crap. That's all he's got. Anyway, so I'm at Pompano Park on uh, Friday night, having a good time there. And I find out that uh, this radio station and Troy Stradford, who inherited that account, he inherited a lot of accounts and just keeps siphoning off the commission and shoveling it in his pocket. Uh, he uh, passed along this scam to them. I'm going to read this to you, okay? It's got, it's got a picture of the cover of the supposed 30-year anniversary. About 30, man. Well, that's the name of it. Neil Rogers presents... About 30, man. And it's got the epic. There's a character of me uh, stomping on the bridge tender's grave and with a hand sticking up out of the ground. You better know your laws, mister. That's kind of that's cute, right? That's cute. Although unless it's people that go way back with a bridge tender, they haven't got any idea what that's all about. But nevertheless, it says WQM's Neil Rogers will be celebrating 30 years... About 30, man. ...in South Florida market in March 2006 doesn't say March 1st. It just says in March. That's probably because the people who put this together don't realize when, when it is. Just like you realize right. that we just had our 8th anniversary on QAM on December 30th. No, I, I don't realize that. December About 30, man. Did you know that? And you were on the air that day. Huh. Did they come in and say, did they have balloons <laughs> floating all around? Say, happy anniversary, George. Pass along all our best to Neil and you too, Josh. Right. And did they do that? No. No. That's something because we were only at uh, IOD seven years. Right, so eight years, December 30th. Oh. In fact, that was the day I told them, either when, they, when Greg had Duff call me and say, well, the studio's not going to be ready, and I said, either that studio's going to be ready, cause, uh, or I'll be in one some other station. Remember that? And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. we had that last-minute, uh, oh, brother, running around and scrambling to put together a makeshift studio, because they lie a lot, you know. Anyway, it goes on to say, in recent years, the Best of Neil Rogers charity drive has raised nearly $100,000 in donations to abandoned pet rescue. Why don't they point out the fact we've raised probably close to a million dollars altogether for all these other charities, but they don't want to do that. And you want to know why? Because they probably don't know. Right? Camilla's House right. Center won all the, probably over a million. Uh, who knows how much? They will be our charity tie-in again this year. This year's compilation CD, Neil Rogers presents Bob 30, man. Bob 30, man. We'll have cherished memories from his many years on the radio, retailing at 20 bucks each. As a loyal Neil Rogers advertiser, we want to give Pompano Park Racing the opportunity to be part of this great charitable cause. Your sponsorship helps to defray the cost of production of the CD, guaranteeing that 100% of all funds raised from the sale go to charity. As a, here's the second page. As a presenting sponsor, Pompano Park Racing receives the Pompano Park logo and phone number on the CD cover. Wow! I, I'm just breathless. Inclusion in a 13-week promotional campaign, February to April, included our minimum of 35 recorded mentions per week. Not exciting? Mm-hmm. Campaign could be shortened if we sell out of CDs, it says. And inclusion as a sponsor on the Internet. Total investment, $5,000. And they, they agreed to this. They said, oh, I mean, they had no choice. They felt like, you know, they owe it to me. And uh, it was, you know, obviously presented them in a way like, uh, well, you know, do this. And they said, well, we really don't want to, but uh, okay. And I told them, don't. Don't do it. 
You got a long life ahead of you. Unlike me, you got a long life. Don't do it. Don't just give away five grand like charity because, like, you owe us something. I'd rather, I'd rather have them, you know, run the regular spots promoting the Isla Capri uh, racing, all the other racing stuff they got coming up. Uh, the fact that the track is, you know, coming back into one piece. We got slots coming in the spring. All of these, uh, all of these things. things. As opposed to just giving away five grand to make uh, Curtis Raymond Burr happy and Troy Stratford and Miguel uh, Escobar and all these other Goyam. See what I'm saying? What are you saying? I'm saying that I knew nothing about this. Oh. And that's why I, I had never heard one word about the fact that they were going to go to people like Pompano Park and try to extort, I mean, uh, squeeze uh, $5,000 out of them. Yeah. Well, was it ever suggested to me, well, you know, we're going to do it again, and you can put up the ten grand seed money like you do every year as your contribution to the, to the charity, and then we'll just go from there? Uh, have I ever objected to that before, ever? No. No. And would have done it again this year. Now, you see, if I'm working for a company that appreciates my efforts or this radio show, well, I know it's, it's amusing, it's right. hysterical. Uh, they, any company would put up the ten grand and say, well, it's our way of thanking Neil and helping celebrate his 30th anniversary. We're going to underwrite uh, the cost of $10,000 to, to start the production of the CDs to get this thing going, and uh, we want to be gung-ho behind it. Right? Right. Like the old place used to do. Right. <laughs> not here. That's not the Beasley effing way, baby. $10,000, you, you think money grows on trees or what, mister? they got to pay that six-cent dividend to all their shareholders. Banjos grow on trees, though. Banjos do grow on trees, and so do hillbillies. That, that's, I, I bet you some of the Beasleys will wind up in hillbilly heaven. Wouldn't surprise me. Or maybe hillbilly hell. Yeah. They're picking it right now, and I'm chewing it. So there you go. That's uh, the deal with the Pompano Park. And that's, that's what really set me off and got me really just, and I'm still uh, highly upset. My pressure is just soaring right oh, now. I could have a stroke joint. right on the ear. Be sure and tape it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For posterity. Right. In a heartbreaking turnaround, officials this morning first announced, and this is really amusing because this is from the New York Times. Now, the reason it's amusing is that most of the news, this is like Dewey beats Truman. Right. Most of the newspapers that went to bed before 1130 last night, on the front page, their banner headline this morning is Miracle Rescue. Twelve survivors, you know, and of course, uh, well, guess what? Surprise. Psych. In a heartbreaking turnaround, officials this morning first announced that 12 or 13 miners trapped in a West Virginia coal mine had been found alive. And then, three hours later, surprise, disclosed that all but one of them, in fact, had died. The reversal left relatives who had gathered at the mine in Sago, West Virginia, stunned and furious. One miner was rescued. A doctor told the AP that the survivor, Randall McCloy Jr., 27, was hospitalized in critical condition. We believe there were 12 survivors, Bennett K. Hatfield, the, oh, and this guy, oh, brother, this is the one that was on all, you know, all weekend and all day yesterday. We believe there were 12 survivors, said Bennett Hatfield, chief executive officer of International Coal Group, the mine's owner. That was the initial communication from the command center, but it was wrong. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell if people are dead or alive, you know. Sometimes, here, especially if you're in South Florida. Mr. Hatfield told the AP that the mistaken report spread when people misunderstood a cell phone conversation they had overheard. In reality, he said, the call was reporting the 12 miners had been found without information about their condition. Well, that sounds like nitpicking to me. Praise Jesus. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Oh, well, oh. damn you, sweet Jesus. No, never mind. Oh, that. damn you, sour Jesus. I'm sorry. Maybe Jesus is eating that sweet and sour pork these days. Pork? I doubt it. He was kosher. Yeah, but he's a goy now. 
Mr. Hatfield told the AP they waited to correct the false impression until they knew more about the miners' condition. Let's put this in perspective, he said. Who do I not? Who do I tell not to celebrate? What? What does that mean? Who do I tell not to in other celebrate? Words, they didn't know who it was that had the, uh, you know, the survivor's family. Yeah. You can't say that they're all dead. So let's just say they're all alive. Okay. Governor Joe Manchin III was at a loss this morning to explain how the false report of a rescue would come about. There was clearly, and then this, is, this is going on now, hour after hour. Oh, yeah. CNN is immersed in this. There is nothing else going on in the world. If they hand out 85,000 indictments against every member of Congress and uh, all the ships at sea, it's not going to make any difference at all. Because they're in this up to their earlobes. And by the way, they also have the wrong information out. Anderson, you know that Anderson with the loose pooper, Cooper? Yeah, what about him? He's the one. Anyway, Manchin said he had been in a room next to the one in which family member. Oh, and I guess who was right there last night? I saw her. I was channel surfing. Rita Crosby oh. was there. Oh, I thank you for sharing. Oh. Some, somebody ought to just punch her right in that nose, in that big nose of hers. I'll do it. You I'd love trip. to see it right on the ear. I'll you silly bitch, by the way. Go get a, voc go get a vocal box. Oh, this is my new one anyway. Yeah. Anyway, he was, uh, all, there was a roar of jubilation. Manchin was told that all the miners had been found alive, were swept along in a sea of people. Everyone was so euphoric, they were like high-fiving and low-fiving and uh, grabbing it and everything else. But several family members told MSNBC that officials from the mining company were the source of the false report. Mr. Manchin said he repeatedly asked the official he was with whether the information had been confirmed and said that he went to the command center where the rescue was being overseen to seek more information. When we got to the command center, they were ecstatic, too. They were high-fiving and uh, juking and jiving. He said the mistake might have been the result of different teams going in out of the mine since their stints were limited for safety reasons. We knew from the first the odds were against us, Manchin said. We were hoping for 13 miracles, and now we're still clinging to one. He acknowledged there was a lot of anger among family members as a result of false survivor reports. How do you like that? Survivor West Virginia. Can't you see that coming on uh, on a channel oh, near you pretty soon? Oh, or on a comedy bit near you. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that shows up on my cable system down there one of these days. Uh, but at any rate... <laughs> Oh, boy. I'm biting my tongue bite. so hard there's blood just spurting Mother. out of it. You ever bite it so hard it started spurting out? Sometimes, yeah. Neil Rogers is 524 votes. That's not too shabby. 524. We got a shot of what, 600? 528. Neil Rogers is very entertaining, 223. Those are all my votes. A voice of reason, 112. A genius, 69. Baboop, baboop, baboop. Not as smart as Eddie, though, but baboop. No, no one is. A fat old fag, 53. A panic, 35. Stale, 21. A stale as last year's matzo man. Divisive, 8. Boring, 6. And a bigot, 1. You bastardos, you. This is Neil Rogers. Hey, good day, boy. This is 560 This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? Deep in the jungles of the Amazon lives something so large, so amazing, so wasted, it can't be held captive in a Ziploc sandwich bag. Cheech and Chong star in Team Bong. Hey, this is great, man. Join the expedition team as they venture deep into the weeds to wrestle the hay from the cannabis tribe. Hey, hang on, you guys. I'll be right back. And bring it to New York City for distribution by Dave. Dave's not here. Ebert and Roper say... Just to be blunt about it, King Bong is some killer shit. Cheech and Chong star in King Bong. Rated MJ must be at least a quarterback to enter. Wow, man. 
showing every afternoon at, you know it, 420. Okay, man, start it up. Oh, look at that. 14th body recovered from the German skating rink. How come they're not making a big simus about that? Oh, they were. How come we're supposed to be a lot more worried about the coal miners? Nothing could be finer than to find a bunch of miners alive, but they didn't. And we don't care about the uh, the poor people that were skating on thin ice. Oh, and look at this. There's your favorite, Darren Kagan. No, thank you. In Atlanta, I'm Darren Kagan. And guess what story they're talking about? I don't know. The West Virginia mining disaster. Tragedy at Sago Mine. It's got its own big headline now. Not just a story in the news anymore. It's its own. In fact, pretty soon they'll have a show on it. I, I understand the Bee Gees are working on a song on it. Yeah, the uh, say the West Virginia mining disaster. Now, I remember you were asking me before the show if I have one of these handheld uh, devices. The blood pressure uh, tester, because we right. just got you one. You hear the little beep? I did. Do you hear the beep? What? What? It, oh, that's exactly the sound ours makes. Yeah. Only mine's a brown, brown. Josh would be proud. Brown? Yeah. yeah. You take your blood pressure, then you shave with it. If you clean it off afterwards, you wouldn't have that problem. Huh? Huh? It's getting there. All right. It's going to be bad. Wait. I actually know what mine is now. Wow. Yeah? Come on. Share it. Not done yet. Oh. Whoa. Stroke. Stroke time. How do you like that? And thanks a lot, Clarence, and uh, you idiot Troy Stratford. They're the ones that put me over the edge. I think I should probably go back to bed. My pulse ain't that bad. It's 89. That's not good. It's about 10 points higher than it usually is. Mm-hmm. You want to know what the numbers are? Yeah, I'm waiting. 178 over 102. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. For reference, oh for people that don't God. know, when I checked oh mine God. yesterday, yeah. it was 120 over 70. Now, you want to know what mine was this morning? Before when I got up and yeah. before I even took my peels? Yeah, give us the... Uh, 139 over 85. That's not bad. Not bad for a for battle diabetic, morning? right? No, I mean, for after a whole night's sleep when you have high blood pressure, that's not a bad number at all. And now I come in here and I take it a couple hours later, two and a half hours later... 178 over 102 after all the stress. I think a lawsuit is in order, okay? I think those people in their place are trying to kill me. They're trying to kill the goose that laid the golden big fat one, is what I'm thinking. So during the next break, I'm going to take another peel. I'm just going to keep popping peels. Like Rush. Look what it did for him. George in Miami, Jorge, says, Last year you picked USC over Oklahoma. I followed your advice and made some cash. What do you have tonight? Probably a stroke. What do you have tonight, USC or Texas? Oh, I like USC. Don't you, Josh? No. Well, you take Texas all you want. You can take the Longhorns. I'll take USC. I'll take the Trojans. Okay. From what I'm hearing, you probably ought to have some. But nevertheless, so Josh picks the Longhorns, and I'm picking the Trojans. How do you like that, being the old pervert that I am? I don't remember what their quarterback looks like. See, I like to pick the teams that have the hot quarterback like Brady Quinn. I didn't really care that Notre Dame got beat. In fact, I had the best of it all the way around. Ohio State kicked their ass, and I saw the game on my big HD TV. Big, uh, beautiful picture there, and Brady Quinn uh, looked really good. Better than ever, as a matter of fact. Nice going, Brady. Too bad you lost the game, but you're still okay with my book. I reached right in the screen, gave him a little pat on the Rectum. back, shoulder, a little higher up, shoulder. So I think, like, how about every half hour I'll take the pressure? Because if you take it a lot, it keeps going up. Oh, does it? 
You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, well, if you know, sure it stresses you out if you keep... T- huh? Remember I told you I was all stressed out when I got home, and then like an hour later it was down? Well, you don't take it when you're all stressed out. Like, no, well, I shouldn't have done that right now. I should just sit back and uh, take a chill and appeal, man. And maybe a few people I'd like to keel, like in sales back there, starting at the top. I mean, what kind of an outfit does this to their, you know, their, and, and this goes to show you once again the tremendous disrespect that this company has for this show and for all of us who work on it. Absolute contempt. Now, I, I'm just, just to try to lighten things up a little bit. Remember after that spot, which was obviously the wrong copy, by the way, written in, in lowercase, small type, way too long, about a five-minute spot? You'll be happy to know uh, the yes. new copy is on its way to Oh, I see. <laughs> and what was said? Nothing. It Who just, gave it to you? It just showed up. Uh, Duff, actually. So, who, so not, who just happened Duff to be walking this way, so he thought right. he would uh, shuffle it yeah, over. Yeah, Duff is going to be the liaison between sales and us, because nobody back there wants to deal with us except Troy, and I don't want to deal with him. You just about got one foot in my grave, okay, Troy? You idiot. You quizzling. You fair. You simpleton. Anyway, here's the story that the audible... Oh, there's that Ben Hatfield guy again. Uh, I would do anything. Uh, uh, not him. Who do you like better, Buddy Hatfield, Bobby Hatfield, or Ben Hatfield? I don't know. Now, is Bobby Hatfield the one that died, or is it uh, Bill Medley? Oh, I thought it was the, he, the Hatfield guy. Was it Bobby Hatfield? He died a righteous death, is what I'm hearing. Brother. I sure hope he got things right with Lord. Oh, there's the uh, right copy, okay? I think maybe I ought to do this spot, shouldn't I? That'd be the right thing to do. I mean, the right thing to do. Well, I mean, no, because we had the wrong copy for him. That's not really very nice since this is one of our fine sponsors, and we can't afford to be diddling with our sponsors. Happy New Year from the fine folks at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. 2005 was a great year, and thousands of new customers took advantage of the Neal deal and bought their new Fords at Armstrong Ford. Why do people shop there? It's easy, baby, because Armstrong Ford guarantees you a great price, great service after the sale, and that personal touch that comes from a local family-owner dealership. So pick up that phone right now and call General Mangler David Rich at 305-247-5112. When you buy a new Ford at Armstrong Ford Homestead, you'll also get their exclusive Tires and Batteries for Life program. I've been telling you about that for a long time. No place else would dream of doing that, but when you buy at Armstrong Ford Homestead, you get free tires and batteries for the life of your car. That could save you thousands of dollars, too. David Rich and his staff at Armstrong Ford guarantee you won't find a better price any place with Armstrong Ford, a local joint. They'll treat you great because they want to see you over and over again, make you a customer for life. So start off the year with a great new Ford from our good friend David Rich and his staff at Armstrong Ford Homestead, 30725 South Dixie Highway, 20 minutes south of the 836. Check them on the web, armstrongcars.com. Drive a few miles extra and save only at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. See, there you go. There's the uh, make good. Feels better. Well, I feel better. I don't want to, like, be, uh, I mean, I get to that point in the copy, and it says sale ends January 3rd, and today's mm-hmm. January 4th, and I'm thinking, my God, you a-hole, you. You jackass, you, uh... You fair. Exactly. But this is the kind of shenanigans we got going back there, because, and the audience, I'm sure, thinks I'm exaggerating, you know, that, Neil, he's a real panic, ah <laughs> you know. This, and even, even the program director admits he doesn't know where to, uh, stick his ass. Isn't that what he said this morning? He goes, sure he goes in the tea room. He doesn't know where to stick it. I, I told him to stick it. He's lost. He is lost. And that, Clarence, that, or, that Curtis Raymond Burr back there in the sales. You fairy. Wow. This guy, he's got more different shenanigans going on, and, and all of them are all screwed up. That's about, At least he's consistent. The lunatic. Well, let's, let's start off with a New Year's resolution, huh? Okay. Well, let's not. 
560 votes. Neil Rogers is going to die from a stroke within the hour. 600. Very entertaining, 233. A voice of reason, 119. A genius, 75. A fat old fag, 57. We better add a dead fat, a dead fat old fag in a little while. I'll keep it ready. A panic, 37. Stale, 23. Oh, he's so stale. A divisive nine, boring six, and a bigot one. See, I'd feel better if they there were more votes for bigot than like uh, some of the other ones here. Because mm-hmm. I am. Right. And I'm honest about it. I have prejudices, and like everybody else, only most people lie about it. Oh, not me. I think that everybody, people are people, and you're right. Okay, whatever you say. Gypsies. I hate gypsies. Do you really? I do. Tramps and thieves? Yes, they are. So How about that gypsy that comes and does my driveway every... Well, he keeps showing up every six months, but every year and a half or two years, I let him yeah. do it, and you're pissed off at me Turn for Turn the hose that. on him. He has his own hose. Does he? They travel in packs. <laughs> six packs? Yeah. No two-pack. <laughs> Let's take my blood pressure again. What do you say? <laughs> WQAM, hello. I'm at McDonald's. Okay, good. Death Central. See, and you say you're knocking him, but he was the only caller we had right there. You'd think oh, hey, on Monday, whole... he called five times, and that's well, uh, five out of eight calls. That at least him. you had him. Right. At least you had him. Oh, and the gargler. How could we, uh, no, he, he's done. You're, you're out, gargler. No you gargled your last time on his show. Go gargle razor blades, okay, you idiot. You slime ball. Yeah, yeah. We don't need him to do that. No, we can do it ourselves by now. In fact, we got imita- I'd rather have imitation garglers. I'd rather have Gargler Jr. Because he's just pathetic. Just tragic. 5670560. Oh, Better get on these phones. I might be dead before you get a finished dialing. Pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. That's a scary blood pressure, you know what? Yes, it is. I'm working on the ear. Because they're nearly about now during the show. My blood pressure would probably be like about 130 over 78, something like that. You know, it'd be calm mm. and cool. But it's bad. Smoke a spliff. Oh, yeah, that would do it. How about a big fat stogie? That would, I think, put me over the edge. <laughs> Former high-powered lobbyist Jack Abramoff pleaded guilty yesterday. This ought to be the biggest story. But, of course, they got too many other fish to fry to bury this story. And how would you like the way he walked uh, into court there looking like uh, John Gotti Jr. Uh-huh. and Sr.? yeah. He's a celebrity, you know. Conspiracy, fraud, and tax evasion charges agreeing to cooperate. And then they said, the analysts on here, the talking heads were saying, oh, he dressed like that because he wanted to send a message. You know, like Joey Zaza sending a message. And that is that he was taking, uh, he would take no prisoners. All, everybody was uh, going down with him. Good. Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm delighted. I'm rubbing myself raw. Abramoff. Abramoff, 46, admitted he didn't disclose receiving kickbacks on payments from Native American tribes to a partner's public relations firm. firm. We're talking $5 million, no, $50 million on that. $50 million. $5 million would be peanuts. $50 million. Starting in 2001, he persuaded Louisiana tribe to pay nearly $30.5 million for grassroots work to a Scanlon company, which in turn kicked back nearly $11.5 million back to uh, Abramoff. I'll, I'll go through the whole list eventually. And, of course, uh, all that, that goody two-shoes, that, uh, the one from Ohio. Tell us his name again. I Nay. Nay. Oh. Nay. Bob Nay. He's uh, one of those uh, religions, right, goody two-shoe religions, just like uh, Ralph Reed, who's also in it up to his uh, earlobes. Remember Ralph Reed, the Christian coalition uh-huh. and all that other crap? Oh, yeah, right. all these good Christians, man. Praise Jesus and give me some money. WQAM, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Neil. Yes, sir. Listen, I spent last week in Oakville, uh, uh, Ontario. 
Really? So it, was, it was very nice. But right down the road. road. Right down the road for Right next to Mississauga. Right. We went to the mall there, and we spent the day in Toronto, which was pretty cool also. Mm-hmm. But you like to complain about the gas prices in our president. I would like to thank the Canadian government for $3.70 a gallon, more or less, and the right. fantastic 15% sales tax, along with the surcharge and the liquor tax. Yeah. But you know it, something? It's, it's well worth it. And, and you know what? I was watching the, the TV and watching all the news, and the crime up there isn't too significantly different than the crime down here. Wrong. Well, Why? Because they have the shootings on uh, Boxing Day, so that makes the, the crime that here is not, not even in the same league as the crime rate there. It, that's totally untrue. Yeah, okay, well then, then they blow it all out of proportion. Is there well, they blow it out of proportion because we had seven people shot on Boxing Day in one day, which is very rare. And the and the big deal they made about it should tell you that it is very rare for things like that to happen here. There were 78 people murdered here all year long in a city of four to five million people. 78. Okay. You can do that in a good month down there. Yeah, well, you know, I saw I saw the store clerk got shot, and somebody else got held up, and this yeah. and that, and you know, it took you know the crime up there is still pretty good. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, have fun. Glad you had a good time, Pally. Right, thank you. Okay. See, typically, stay right there, okay? Don't come on up here because all you want to do is meh, meh. Typical South Floridian, meh, belly ache, bitch and moan. We don't want no bitch and belly aching Americans coming in here. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. Obscene Stir in the pot. You can smoke the pot if you want. They won't throw your ass in jail. That guy, you know, talk about talk about a guy that was here for a couple of days and right away he's an expert. And the crime is just as bad. And he's right about the gas prices. They're outrageous. But they've been that way for a long time. That's nothing new. See, if that's the most important part of your quality of life is what the price of gas is, well, good luck to you. The difference being that before Bush came in and started robbing from uh, doing the uh, Robin Hood in reverse routine, robbing from the poor and giving to the rich, before that it was like, you know, what was it, two bucks a gallon, 179, 198, and yeah. now it's like uh, three, uh, well, it was up to over three bucks a gallon. See, that's the difference when it changes, uh, you know, when people have to budget out just to pay for gas. That's the difference. In addition to which, I have a feeling, and I really don't know, but I have a feeling that the average wage here is probably a lot higher. I'm sure that the minimum wage here is much higher. Yeah. But I'm sure that uh, there aren't too many schleppers here. In fact, if you look at the way property, you think you've got a, a property boom in South Florida. Uh, here, they, you can't, they can't build them fast enough. But nevertheless, I'm not here to be the Chamber of Commerce, okay? You like it where you are, have a great time. I was there for three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It seemed like only ten years. WQAM, hello. Canada sucks and so do you. Okay, great. Oh, by the way, look at what time it is. It's way past the time for the break because of the other spot. Right. 11.16 at QAM. If you're looking in the mirror and wondering where the hair went, which is probably on the flow and down the drain, Chuck Alfieri has been helping famous and not-so-famous people look their best for over 30, About 30 man. amazing years. But you wouldn't recognize his work when you see it because Charlie's created the best, the most natural-looking piece in the universe, the new skin-like natural hairline system that looks like real hair growing out of your scalp as opposed to a barnyard animal that's roosting on your head. Ever have anything roost on your head? Not lately. Charlie's work is completely guaranteed. You have nothing to lose but that ugly, shiny, bald spot that makes you look about 20 years older. You try Charlie's system for 30 days. About 30, man. And after a month, if you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're not getting action up the yin-yang, return it for a full refund. Make the call today. 1-800-321-2413. Tell Charlie you heard about it here on the Neil Rogers Show and get your special $200 discount off the regular $800 price of the natural hairline system. No dangerous pills, no nasty-looking animal on your head, no holes in the head, just a great-looking head of hair. 
Pick up that phone today, and Charlie, no obligation, will show you just how much younger and better he can make you look. 1-800-321-2413. That's 1-800-321-2413, or on the Wicked Web, it's charlesalfieri.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. If he came back for Christmas, what would Jesus do? Tell Christian to kiss his ass. If he came back for Christmas, what would Jesus do? Remove their bumper stickers and tell Christian to kiss his ass. If he came back for Christmas, what would Jesus do? Find a pair of pants, remove their bumper stickers and tell Christian to kiss his ass. If he came back for Christmas, what would Jesus do? Slap Bill O'Reilly, find a pair of pants, remove their bumper stickers, and tell Christian to kiss his ass. If he came back for Christmas, what would Jesus do? Close Walmart down. Slap Bill O'Reilly, find a pair of pants, remove their bumper stickers, and tell Christian to kiss his ass. All right. Okay, 1121. 169 over 96. See how that's coming down nicely now? Good. Good what? Riddance? Yeah. The bad rubbish? No, come on. No, it's, I'll just uh, calm down a little bit here. In fact, it would be normal. I'm pleased to see that. It would be nice and low. In fact, probably about, I would say about 30, uh, about 30 man. points lower on both ends. Chance a mantra. If it weren't for that crap. I, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not, uh, I don't mind coming in early and confabulating with you guys in the morning, but before the show. But not with these other people. It just uh, will not. Next time that they come in with this crap, I'm going to get up and walk out like I did this morning. <laughs> well, what, didn't I do it? You did. I got up and I went and made my bacon for breakfast, and I just left him uh, sitting there. Bye, bye, bye. You know, it, this shows you what a bunch of a-holes we got in there, what morons you got. Uh, well, Neil was out sick for the first time in a long time yesterday. What was the story? Really bad high blood pressure, blood pressure headaches, which if you've ever had one of those, it feels like your head's going to, like, uh, explode, you know? Mm-hmm. It's bad. And even every time that you, like, move your head a little bit, like, oh, man, like that sickness, I can't even describe it to you. It's like a hundred times worse than a migraine. And there you go. So let's go in there and see if we can agitate. I don't mind Duff coming in. Duff is our only, Duff is our only hope. I never thought I would say that. You're fairy. But he, he's the only liaison we had with reality. And I tell that to Clarence this morning because he got all bent out of shape. Well, what do you mean by that? Uh, just what I said. Quizzling. Little clearance there, you know. See, it goes to show you, and he's had up somebody's butt for a long time there. Got himself advanced from being a sports flunky to being the program director. And now uh, nobody's telling him nothing, or at least so he tells us. Didn't you hear him say that this morning? He swore on a stack of Bibles. I kind of tuned it out. Like, I was tuning out that whole Troy thing. So when you weren't making any sounds, yeah. if I didn't hear you, like, fixing bacon in the background, I was uh, going to call 911 in uh, How could you hear Canada. me fixing bacon in the background? I got good ears. Must have. Oh, you don't want to be up here with these expensive gas prices and all the violent crime and oh, all the uh, <laughs> uh, that GST right. and the PST and the AST and the uh, ASS. I'll make sure to strap up before I go up there. Right. Go rob a bank first. I mean, here, here's a guy, like I said, he's there a couple of days. Right away, he's an expert. He's giving me a song and a dance on how bad it is here. It's bad. Believe you me, you don't want to be here. I mean, it's like 40 degrees and murky. There's no snow on the ground, but it, I bet you there's some coming one of these days. It's murky looking. The weather was good while I was there. It's about the only good thing I can say. The weather was sensational. Isn't that great? That's great. It was beautiful. WQAM, hello. 
Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay. Hey, listen, I just wanted to ask you a question. Um, did you happen to see Dick Clark on uh, New Year's Eve? No, somebody already asked, and the answer is still no. No, well, the reason I'm asking is, what was the difference between, like, what kind of stroke he had and what you had? Because you obviously didn't have any, you know, problems with your speech or problems sure with I did. the... I had uh, the, for a few days. But he, right. he had he had two strokes. He had the second one was a massive stroke. Don't you understand? There's like a little stroke and there's a big stroke. You can relate to that. So he had a he had a big one. And you had a little one. I had a little one. That's correct. Gotcha. Now you got your thumb on it. I'm glad, I'm glad you're all right, man. Thanks, Pally. At least, yeah, at happy least New this year. hour. Check in again next year. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> Check in again next hour. See if he's still alive. That could be a scam for the whole year. Let, let's have a. Remember how it used to be where I'd come in there and do a few shows there, and they would all line up, all the salespeople oh, lined yeah. up at the door. Oh yeah, let's go in there and ah, you know, put so, on a phony act. So fake. Yeah. And then Screwan would be out there. Although I think she was even more legitimate. I think she actually. I think a part of her actually liked me a little bit. Let's go. Yeah, that part. part. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seriously. Well, she knew that I was the uh, cash cow. Yeah. Underline the cow part. Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. No thanks. So how are we doing on that poll so far, okay? Here's a chance to take a good cheap shot early in the new year. Neil Rogers is 608 votes. What do we got a shot at? 800? Okay. Let's not start too high. I noticed that nice poll I gave you yesterday. You had a, you mm-hmm. had a resounding uh, number on that. You had a lot of votes. Huh? It was great, especially since I kept forgetting to talk about it. Well, you're welcome. Neil Rogers is very entertaining, 251, even though he's a piece of crap and we hit him like poison and hope he dies before the end of the show. Very entertaining, 251. A voice of reason, 129. A genius, 79. A genius who goes, and can't make fart sounds no more, but would like to. Oh, and speaking of, I don't want to go into it. Wow. You weren't there when I talked about the guinea fowl that I had on a plane on KLM. You had some fowl guinea? Oh, my God. If they didn't have charcoal in the seats, there would have been people swooning. I think even the pilot would have, like, passed out. Just remember, your seat does double as a flotation device. Holy cow. Holy moly. I have never passed such uh, malodorous gas in my life. It was foul. A genius, 79. A fat old fag, 67. A panic, 38. A laugh riot. Stale, 26. The Stale Rogers Show. And I urge you to listen to the show that follows mine. Divisive 10, Boring 5, and a Bigot 5. That's good. See, I, I asked for them to, like, goose that up a little on the Bigot side. They're so obedient. Huh? And they, and they did it. Yeah, my. There you go. I got my Jamaican problem on. Yeah, that guy thinks there's a lot of crime here. How about going to Jamaica, man? Go to Jamaica where the Beasleys hang out. 1,639 murders last year in a, a, a country that's got 2 million people in it. 2 million people. Let's see, there's 30 million people in Canada, so multiply 15 times 1,600 is what? Oh, you're asking me a math question? No, I'll, I'll do it. Let me get my abacus. That's like uh, tw- 24,000 <laughs> 24, murders a year. See, that, that, now that's simple math. How come, I, how come I actually did that long math? I don't know. 1,600 times 10 is 16,000, and half again is 8 is 24,000. A mathematical genius like me can do it. I am a genius, you know. That's what they say on the poll there. 79 people said I'm a genius, which goes to show their IQ. 24,000 murders a year if we had the same rate as Jamaica, man. Because the Jamaican's like a good machine gun, man. (laughs) Yeah, a good machine gun. I don't know what, what, what would be the reason for it. 
uh, I don't know, poverty. I mean, I can. Oh, that's always a good excuse. Poverty, right? I'm hungry. So I'm going to yeah. shoot somebody. I need a 27 after 11 at 560 WQAM. Resolve yourself to a better night's sleep in 2006 by calling 1 800 Mattress right now. Nothing's got a bigger impact on your daily health, well being, and productivity than a good night's sleep. And you can get one tonight from Dial a Mattress by calling 1 800 Mattress right now. If your mattress is more than 10 years old or it's noticeably sagging or lumpy, time for a new one, folks. Choose from the complete line of Sealy, Inserta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, and Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. Dial a Mattress takes same-day orders all day long from Kendall Stewart from Palm Beach to Fort Myers. And like always, you still pick the two-hour window for delivery when you want it delivered. Once convenient for you, when your ass has got to be home. They're proud of their delivery record. On-time deliveries 99.7% of the time. Lots of folks at QAM are satisfied dollar mattress customers, including me, and you will be too. So start off the new year, start it off right with a great new mattress from Dial Mattress. Don't put off getting a better night's sleep any longer. Pick up that phone right now and give them a call at 1-800-MATTRESS. That's 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. On the web, it's mattress.com, by the way. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for sales holes. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. It stays in Miami Town at 560 WQAM. Nobody can tell me what it is. What's it say? Maybe a little way. Let me keep going. It's a conspiracy. That's right. Faggot would put you up for this. Yeah, if I get me back to the pizza pie. Why, you little idiot. Eleven thirty-two. Speaking of, he'll be on it too. Mad Dog is back for the new year. I guess he came back uh, Monday, right? Uh not Monday. That's what it says in my schedule. Oh, oh January I guess, I guess like Monday. Yeah, I guess he was here. I guess so. Hey, listen, he had almost the whole damn month of December off. I just didn't think anybody was working on Monday except us. Mad Dog at uh, four till six thirty. A tough two and a half hour assignment because we got Panther preview at six thirty with uh, Jesse Agler. Is that who's doing it? Yes. Followed by the Panthers at the Islanders, 7 o'clock. Eddie K. after the hockey game. Any interest? Those Panthers are red hot, baby. No. Up until last night. Well, they can't win them all, you know. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. We're getting all these New Year's wishes today, man. It's, can you feel the warmth? Can you smell it? I feel something. Feel the love. We want that great South Florida love. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes. No. Yes. When did you go home and let George take over the show, man? I am home. You are home? Yeah. Well, get off the air and put George back on. Man. No, thanks. Look at that doy, doy, doy nonsense. Yeah. Hey, guess, guess what, honey? What, sweetheart? Blow it out your ass. Is that Mrs. Moe? 
I don't know. She's stale. Five six seven oh. Can't you smell it? Five six seven oh five sixty. Rectum. Pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. Can't you feel the love? Was I right on top of that? Oh, then yeah. I have my thumb the, right in the it. The warmth here. In yes. WQAM. Happy New Year. Hi, I need a job. Okay, good. Well, You're I right. Kill him. Come on over. WQAM. Hello. QAM. How you doing? Okay. Uh, one for the poll. Neil Rogers is on his last leg. Yeah. But thanks for listening. Five six seven oh five sixty. That that was that. Uh, Joel doing a voice. By the way, Dick Feinberg at Papano wants to make sure that nobody confuses him. He's not related to Joel Feinberg. And who can blame Dick? Five six seven oh five sixty. Boy, you're right about these calls, man. Oh yeah, they've been special. While you were away, we uh, we actually had that one pretty good week, didn't we, Josh? We had uh, yeah, we two did. Or three special days there. Don't ask me why. I can go away again. No thanks. I don't know when it's going away. I'm on my last leg. Here's line nine, Josh's favorite, and see, there's nobody on it. That's why he likes it a lot. Can't get no crap when there's nobody on the phone. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, happy new year. Back to you, sir, I think. Okay, good deal. You big dummy? Nah. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Neil. See, that's why I said I think. I knew right off the bat. Jackass. Yes, sir. Um, I'm the complete opposite of that lady. Never put George on. That guy blows. Yeah, well, guess what? We don't care what you say, okay? We'll do whatever the hell we want, okay? We don't need instruction. We don't take instruction from the audience. Put this one on. Don't put this one on. Guess what? You're putting it on right now. Right. Nobody's got a gun to your head. you got to turn it on because you're getting sexual excitement from every minute of the show, okay? You're getting good vibrations. So that's where they're at. you probably got your thumb in there and maybe the rest of your fist as well or somebody's. Well, what is this? Don't ever do this and don't yeah. ever do that. You know, like, uh, it's the instruction crowd. I'm going to tell you, man, that place is like the it's the sump pump of the universe. It's like an outdoor, well, I guess they are outdoor, like a universal septic tank. That's right, the bilge of America. Oh, my God. I spent three days there that I wouldn't wish on Hitler, Genghis Khan, and Osama Yamama put together. What a place. God. And, and the interesting part of it is, I guess all the smart folks who were able to do it, they got out. Because I, I like at the Fort Lauderdale Airport. Mm -hmm. Who, who are those people? I don't know. Who are they, and where do they come from? Man, Uranus. And some of those uh, Japs. Oh, brother, I'm not talking about Japanese either. My God, Seymour, Seymour, I'll be oh, here with a lot of Seymour. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. Somebody QAM. Hello. Uh, yes. Hello. 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 Can you, can you hear me now? I hear you. Are you on the radio right now? You're, you are, and I am. Yes, the both of us. Yeah, great. Together. Did you see Letterman last night with our I don't watch. I don't watch Letterman now. Yeah, well, Letterman made a damn fool out of him. Uh, with who? With O'Reilly. Yeah. Well, why yeah. would you watch that? Why would you waste your more time watching that? Oh, because I just wanted to see how Letterman would uh Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like all these people, oh, we listen to Rush to see what the other side is saying. Oh, get the out of here. Why do you need to hear that? Another talk show groupie already. Go away. Man. Five, six, seven. Oh, geez. These calls are good, aren't they? They're the best ever. They get my pressure right down there to like uh, 400 over 300. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. More bad news from Iraq, but I guess I'll save it for a minute or two. Got the two bad stories. Why don't you read any of the good news from Iraq? Because there isn't any. Although they got those wonderful fixed elections. 
That's and right. those Shiite clerics are going to be the winners, and they're going to have, like, Iran all over again. So Iran as fast as I can. Baby, you know, that one baby, we're saving one life in exchange for all those thousands we killed. That's right. Exchange for all them thousands. And that's another one of those stories. On and on. Almost mm -hmm. as nauseating as that uh, kid. That kid that we're supposed to be all whipped up about, uh, whatever his name was, Far Ferris Hassan. Yeah. With the big schnoz. <laughs> Hey, get a schnoz job, sweetheart. All the money that Daddy wasted on sending you to Baghdad, get yourself a schnoz job. God. Looks like Jimmy Durante on a bad day. QAM, hello. Nothing worse than radio group. Somebody QAM, hello. Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to find out why, what is it with this wrong guy? Is he real or, or what, what's the well, job what do you mean, there? Is he real? Is he, yeah, he's real. Is he he's a real a person. He, he he's a crazy right. person. Well, I think that maybe you need to give him a job. He sounds like he just needs to go to work. No, thanks. That's his uh, girlfriend. Yeah, or his hand. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Fake gargler, weak. QAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I was wondering, have you given up totally on going to satellite, or is that still a possibility? There is no possibility, none. Nobody's interested in bringing you to satellite. Let me say it again. It's not going to happen. Well... You know, I, at first I was skeptical, but I really think that's the way it's going to go. I think it's going to be really big in the next couple of years. I don't. Well, you know, I, people said that about cable, too, that nobody would pay for something that you can get there was, over there. There was a poll in the Sun Sentinel that they left up for about over the weekend for two or three days, and 60-some percent said uh, they're not going to pay to listen to radio, and I agree. Well, yeah, but like I said. If there's, what, something, if there's something that's going to be on there, it's going to be that scintillating and that fantastic, maybe I might pay for it, but uh, I don't know what that would be. Well, you have I mean, so I, many different... I didn't, when we had Howard on the air for free, I didn't listen to him, so why would I pay to listen to his show? Well, no, not just him, but I mean, even if you want to listen to Hungarian polka music, there's a channel yeah. there for that, 24 hours a day. Well, I'm sure if I like. went into my local record store and my CD store, I could find lots of Hungarian polka music. <laughs> okay. Well, Good luck to you, Pally. We're, we're still fumbling. No, we're not giving up. We're still fumbling our way along. I, I love that. Don't give up. Yeah, oh, satellite radio is on now. We all better go home. I'm going back to bed. How can we survive? Just keep the paychecks coming, okay? See, your Hank is right. I should stick to that. This business, you know what? You can take the sales department there and stick them in the damn ocean for my part. I, I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Indian Ocean. For the new year, this is all of our resolution on this show. Whatever it is, we don't care, you know? Programming, sales, engineering, hubbier and dreared, okay? We don't care. We, we've done our best eight years. Eight long, excruciating years of trying desperately to find some semblance of a radio station. We can't find it. We can't find it. See, the question shouldn't be, are you really going to go to serious radio, to satellite radio? The question should be, will you ever get back into real radio? This is Neil Rogers. Unlikely. This is 560 QAM. Sports Radio is what the Q's for in QAM. Absolutely. Nothing. 
says maybe I can put down a line of rap along children folks. I don't think so. Well, why not? Because Duke, Duke, now you be dead. Duke, Duke. 666, baby. See how many votes we got in that poll? 666? Yes. Now, you think that's an omen? Are you feeling 666? You know something? We ought to add that to the poll. Neil Rogers is the Antichrist. Well, we know that. Well, let's get it on there. We got that voicemail, the Antichrist leading. Right. I saw the bald spot. You see the numbers right there. Neil Rogers is very... Yeah, well, what about those numbers, by the way? Now that we have Duff no more, we've got to rely on uh, Clarence. Who I had him here, more. and then I went no, on vacation. It's not that important. Gone, you said we were uh, flat. Flat, we were. Yeah, well, that's not bad. Considering we'll, November we'll was it. the Wilma month, and also considering the fact that it's like uh, it's, it's just bizarre. Do you, do you there. want them? I, I, I don't want them. Okay. All that's good. By the way, 145 over 91. Ooh, that could be a lot better. better. It's better, but not uh, as good as it could be. Well, I got news for you. If it was dropping as fast as you would like to see it, obviously <laughs> drop, I'd be on the floor. Okay. Oh, his blood pressure is 60 over 30. Uh, and it's coming down because I'm relaxing now, because I'm enjoying all these great calls. Have a cocktail. All these Ojean Provocateurum Goyam. Oh, we're going to really get to him. Yeah, sure you are. Wait till you see my paycheck on t- uh, next Tuesday. Neil Rogers is very entertaining, 274, a voice of reason, 142, a genius, 85, a freaking genius. Not just a regular genius, but as Randy would say, a freaking genius. I wonder where she got that. A fat old fag, 75, a uh, panic, 42, stale, 27. Uh-oh. Mo must have the odd vote. Divisive 10. Boring 6. And a bigot 5. Solamente 5, cinque, whatever. Out of 666. But I bet you if I refresh it, maybe what uh, you put on it, a new one? The Antichrist? That's right. There it is. None yet, but it'll, it'll go zooming up there. You'll see. I am the Antichrist, okay? I do, I, I do like a good steak. Not necessarily through the heart, but I like a good steak. <laughs> Why? Don't you like a good steak? I do. I love one. I'm not going to be eating no more, man. I'm off the food. Good. Food will kill you. I sat there. That's all I did for three days. You know, you know, it's very interesting that every time I come there, I have a stroke. Yeah. Coincidence? My life. Huh? No, seriously. That last the, the time a couple of Februarys ago, remember that? Right. And I told you, I predicted it because you sit and you sit and you eat and you mm-hmm. eat, you know. And by the way, Dick, I don't want dessert at Pompano Park anymore. Thank you very much, but don't anybody be giving me any desserts. Although they will send me flowers. Maybe like Jeff Cohen was sending me flowers. Oh, Remember that list that. that he had at my mother's funeral that said, this funeral catered by the pizza loft. I like that. That was a nice You might want to have someone else check your packages for you, because I heard a rumor that somebody sent you some chocolate. Well, what does that mean? Chocolate. Are, are you serious, or are you just... No, uh, well, yeah, no, I just made that up. Someone here in the building, John Jarris, came back from Germany, and I think he uh, sent you some chocolate. Oh, that's what he wanted the address for, was to send me chocolate? He was in there one day, and I thought he was a good guy. We were having our usual nice, friendly chat, and he was stomping around in those big hip boots he wears. Right. Well, singing Deutschland über alles. He's a little too nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like uh, Albert Speer. So he remember he wanted the address. Remember that, Josh? Right. So got a chocolate sniffing yeah. dog. And Miguel gave it to him, so he sent me a bunch of chocolates. I thought he was sending me, like, uh, some literature or something. That's the last thing I need is chocolates, okay, John Jarrett? You lunatic. You You Nazi, man. Oh, my God. How, how, I'm not going to go into it. The audience is bored with that already. How many times have I ta- talked about screamed about it, people killing you with kindness? And he could have saved it for me. Right, that's right. Give it to George. He and his poor family need the damn chocolates. Oh, jeez. Don't, that's don't right. Get me his started. poor desperate family after all the car problems over the weekend and a screwed up Christmas. 
Man. Could have given you done something nice for you. No, he sends me a bunch of chocolates. This fat old diabetic fag who's got blood sugar of like 900 over 800 and on the verge of death on his last legs on the way out. When in doubt, he's on the way out. That's what you think. I'm, I'm going to live to 100 just out of spite, just being a mean bastard. Just outlive do, 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 some do. people. WQAM, hello. Condoleezza. WQAM, hello. Hello, Rockheads. How are you? Okay. All right. Uh, listen, I want to uh, add to your poll there, if I may. Yeah. The, let's see, I was thinking Escape from Chaos. To listen to you is Escape from Chaos of this area. Neil Rogers is the Escape from Chaos. There you go. Oh. No. We passed it by the judges, and the judges said, hey. WQAM, hello. Hey, what's up, Neil Bo? Yes, sir. Buen feliz año, And back to you. Hey, let me ask you, man. Speak uh, in English, man. Speak in English. For sure, man. You know Spanish down here is the first language, bro. I know that. Hey, uh, are, is chocolate poisonous for dogs? Yes. Uh, you know, it's interesting. No. Now George right away jumps right in there. No, it is not. Dark chocolate is poisonous. If it's a little dog and they eat too much, it can be. But uh, the dark chocolate is what's really bad. Because I just happened to see a show on that just a few days ago on City Pulse, and they were talking about dogs and chocolate. And uh, one guy talked about how his big, his great Dane got into a whole big tin of chocolates and opened it up and ate the whole thing. Yeah, because I heard, I got a, like, some people tell me yes, yeah, some people tell me no, but I heard a story that a little dog, they gave him a chocolate birthday cake. So he ate like a slice, and then he they. These idiots let him sleep with the cake, you know, like as a birthday yeah. president, he woke Brilliant. up dead. I mean, I mean, he never actually woke up, so. Wake up dead. Now, isn't that interesting way you said that he woke up dead? <laughs> well, his soul, you know, his soul went to doggy heaven, you know. You know what, that must be like all those miners. That must be like all those coal miners in West Virginia. They were alive, but then they woke up dead. Hey, man, sometimes when you're reborn, you actually die. So, you know. No chocolate, baby. No chocolates for the dogs, please. No, hey, let me ask you, for the poll, do they have a, did someone mention Neil Rogers is God or no? That, that would be good. Because you know what I'm saying? Like I, <laughs> I used to go to Catholic school, unfortunately, and the one thing they told me is if you keep faith, you'll one day talk, speak to God. And I'm right. speaking to him right now. So and This is your chance. On your knees, Pally. Okay, have a great day. You Happy too, buddy. Year. You too, buddy. <laughs> Kiss my ring, or something that rhymes with ring. Okay, let's put that on it. We can put God. Hey, oh, God. Might as well put some self-serving crap on there. Got enough uh, cheap shots. You know, I'm not one of those people that worries about cheap shots. All, all I worry, you know, you know why my pressure came back down so fast? I give up. Because I started that routine again about thinking about the paycheck. Oh, yeah, that's a good plan. I told See, you, I, I, I went off, just like I went off my Bob Lasseter-induced, um, very, very strict, uh, you know, don't eat any crap. And I did that for quite a while. And then I was home, and uh, I'm not blaming anybody but myself. I had um, Cold Stone uh, ice cream crap. Ooh, creamery. Right. A lot of it. God, is that good. I drove by one. I well, you know what? For, for, me, for me, that's the kind of stuff once a year is enough. I just, I don't know. It's not the kind of stuff you want, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. I can't describe right why, but it's just, it's very unusual. It's very, very heavy. Rich. Okay. Yeah. It's very fat rich. Oh, and I had uh, quite a conversation with my friends at the track about that night, but I was, uh, you I'll know, bet. good thing I wasn't there. Yeah. Because if you have an experience like that, it lasts with you forever. It's mm -hmm. one of those things you can't get out of your mind, you know. And he had the super. He had the super. That's the best part. Or the salad. <laughs> no, he had the crudite dip. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty. Oh, let's see. Let's get this Iraq stuff out of the way, okay? A suicide bomber set off his explosives in the middle of a funeral Wednesday. That sounds like today. Killing at least 30 people. About 30, man. 
and wounding 36, police and hospital officials said. This is in Bakuba. For all you Cubans out there, it was in Bakuba. For us, flights in Fort Lauderdale, man, they're going to Montego Bay and Kingston and uh, San Juan. and uh, It's a zoo in there, but I guess, I guess you're right. It must be because it was New Year's. Yeah. I haven't heard from one person that's going to give me the lowdown on that Fort Lauderdale airport if it's always that chaotic. Because if it is, I would never fly there again. You know? uh, last couple times I was there, it was not chaotic. Oh. Because Miami is farther away, but at least it's... Yeah, I mean, American Airlines is chaos at uh, my MIA, but I never fly American. Well, Miami's way worse. No, it is not. Yes, it is. You see, you know, you've been hanging around with George too long. You, you say things as though it's a matter of fact. Miami is way worse in terms of certain airlines, like American is just total chaos. There's way more people. But I don't find... No, you're wrong. Like Terminal G, where Air Canada is, is nice. And, I mean, there are some days, obviously, when it's heavy duty and it's packed. But most of the time, it's very orderly and very, like, run-of-the-mill, and it's not, it's not chaos. Okay, and the two times I've been to the Miami airport... Oh, two times? Wow! Yeah, well, it's taken about two hours to get through the terminal. Yeah. Well, why do you think they call it terminal? That doesn't happen in Fort Lauderdale. If you could have seen the scene, but again, it was it, the celebration. It wasn't New Year's Day, but it was the day we were celebrating the holiday, Monday. Mm-hmm. You would have thought they were giving away free plane tickets and $1,000 cash to everybody. It was just madness. In Last there. year, I had to go twice because of the whole exchange student uh, thing, and it was uh, a breeze each time. For Lauderdale? Yeah. Okay. I'll try it again once. But I'm not saying anything bad about Miami International. I've never had a problem there either to speak of. No, it, it all depends on what terminal you're in. And, of course, Josh doesn't fly Air Canada because he doesn't come here because he's an illegal alien. Oh, another bad uh, Baiji, Iraq. Baiji, Baiji, I don't know how you say it. And who cares? Baggy. A U.S. airstrike killed several members of a family in the oil refining town of Baiji in northern Iraq. What? Several members. The U.S. military said aircraft had targeted the house after three men suspected of planting a roadside bomb were seen entering the building late on Monday. The military statement made no mention of casualties and said Iraqi police had handled the scene after the attack. Local people at the scene of the blast said seven bodies were recovered from the rubble, including at least two children. That'll teach him to be there. Mm Mm-hmm. A police official in the regional capital, Tikrit, said six people were killed and three wounded, although an official at the Joint Coordination Center, where they handle the uh, joints, which uh, liaises, liaises between U.S. and Iraqi forces, said 14 died. 14 died. Oop, oh, wrong house. Sorry. Sorry, mister. Boy, do I, I have I got a lot of good stories in here. Not a lot, but I got a few that are pretty good. Like the swinger party under soccer parents at Orlando Hotel. Oh, and by the way, that. swing clubs are legal in Canada now. Well, they got a really, they got a big one in Montreal. So next time you want to go somewhere and go swing in it, okay, I'll find someone to go with. Uh, you. I'm serious. There was a big article about that just the other day, or was it the uterus day? I get my udders and my uteruses mixed up, don't you? All the time. I, I say a good bomb. Well, tell Duff to take the day off. A good bomb back there in sales couldn't hurt. Una bomba grande would be good. Starting right under Curtis's. Rectum. Yeah. That's Curtis Raymond Burr. Yay. But I'm not going to get him out. Like I said, no more. Que sera, sera, baby. Go out and sell a bunch of crap or not, whatever you want to do. It's got, it doesn't affect my income, any, any of our income on the show. And as far as the Beasleys are concerned, any bunch of yahoos that are too cheap to put up the ten grand, even See, they could have taken it back. That's the best part, the seed money for the CD. Right? Right. That, that would work for me, no problem. But uh, they're too cheap to even do that. They can take it back out of the proceeds. Oh, no, we want to make sure that all the... So basically what they accomplished is making sure that animal pet rescue doesn't get anything. 
So I'll be sure and send them a nice uh, check like I do, you know, like I used to do with a charity. I'll be sure and send them my own check without the CD and all the hassle and aggravation that goes along with it. In addition to which, you know as well as I do, that with the, the last several years, as soon as that CD comes out, it's online, they're downloading it for free, they're burning their own copies, and they're going to stuff it, man. It's a waste of time. Right? Right. In fact, I got one of the key. I got one of my, Now, I don't dare. Let's see. I don't know which one is going to come up. We might have to dump it. This is better than sex. See? There's the whole right. Howard David keychain. Right? And then, of course, the Mad Dog ones were like, right. like hotcakes. Oops. Did you have to dump that one? Yeah. <laughs> no. That was the one I was hoping to Mad Dog. He's such a potty mouth. Oh, yeah. 11.57 at QAM, we got the Molemeister, the Mad Dog, Panther Hockey, Eddie K. What's not to like? And it's all for free. No subscription radio, baby. You don't have to pay for it. Stern starts Monday. Oh, I'm sorry. For the hour, for the hour, Stern with Larry King tomorrow night. Of course, he probably won't be on anyway because Larry King gets he gets he gets uh, interrupted and preempted every night for the the crazy story du jour, whether it's the miners, the the fires in Oklahoma. Hey, are you in a dead end job, underpaid? If your New Year's resolution is a high paying career, you better act now. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train right now at one eight six six Fast Train. Fast Train will get you trained and ready for your new high paying career in just a few short months. That's right. Obtain your new high-paying career in just a few short months. The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals is right now at an all-time high. Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for those people who qualify. So pick up that phone to call Fast Train at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train's placed over 100 individuals just like you in 2005. Fast Train... Check Fast Train out on the web at FastTrain.com. You must act now in order to obtain your new high-paying career. Classes are quickly filling. Don't miss the opportunity this year. Call toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This year, make your New Year's resolution a reality, a real life and a real job that goes along with it. FAST-TRAIN. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. And this portion of the Neil Rogers 1201 Hour is brought to you by the letter 12. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Slices of pizza. All for me. Hi, I'm Jim Perdue, owner of Purdue Chickens. You've probably heard a little bit about the bird flu. Well, let me just tell you, there's nothing to worry about. You can eat Purdue chicken all day long and never have to worry. That's because we thoroughly inspect every chicken on our Purdue farm, so you can be sure the chicken you're eating is safe. This is my farm. Let me show you some of my pride and joys. All of them have names. This one over here is sleeping his birthday. That other one sleeping over there is Henrietta. That one's Doris Annie. Abby, Bobby, Cynthia, Candy, Dolly, Ernestine, Katie, Laureen, Monica, Martha. Well, they're all sleeping, too. They must have been up all night long thinking about their trip to the market. This is my friend Joe over here who takes care of these chickens. Those chickens over there. They got the what? Yeah, they got the flu. All right. My friend Joe tells me it's time to wake the birds up and feed them some bird food. Right, Joe? Right, Joe? You don't say right to me, I'll fire your ass. You understand? All right. It's time to feed them, whatever you say. So don't forget, head on down to your local grocery and ask for my special inspected extra safe chicken. I know your family will feel a whole lot better knowing it's Purdue. 
Looking for a value meal that's positively infectious? Head down to KFC Killer Blue Chicken for the Bird Flu Family Pack. Three extra crispy legs, two thighs, and four contaminated beaks, all for only $9.99. It's finger slicking good. It's a killer deal on a killer meal. KFC Killer Flu Chicken. You think that kid in Fort Lauderdale I went to uh, Baghdad came back with a contaminated beak? Let's say you did. I'll get to that story in a minute. Oh. I got the Maureen Dowd column. She says it's not personal, Jack. It's strictly business. Jack Abramoff, mm-hmm. who ought to be all over the news, man. But instead, we're like back on a, a coal miners again. False report blamed on a miscommunication. They're alive. Oh, they're dead. They're, well, uh, we don't know. Uh, oh, we said. Yeah. Oh, there's that jackass. Uh, through stray cell phone conversation. You know who he reminds me of? Remember after the TWA uh, 747 crash several years ago? Right. Remember in New York? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bob Francis came on there the, uh, from the NTSB and him and the guy from the FBI, and they lied, and they lied. and Oh, brother. Remember that? Uh, I do. They lied. Anyway, you'll love this story. This is amusing. I, I love We need a lot more of this. Prove Christ exists, judge orders priest. Don't really? You love that? Where is this going on, and uh, how can I watch? Oh, well, you have to go to Italy. Okay. An Italian judge has ordered a priest to appear in court this month to prove that Jesus Christ existed. Uh, I'm excited. What? I'm tickling myself. Are you really? The case against Father Enrico Righi has been brought in the town of Viterbo, north of Rome, by Luigi Castioli, a retired agronomist who once studied for the priesthood and later became a militant atheist. You go, Luigi. Senior Cascioli, author of a book called The Fable of Christ, began legal proceedings against Father Righi three years ago after the priest announced Senior Cascioli in the Paris newsletter for questioning Christ's historical existence. Or is that hysterical? Oh, sweet Jesus, they're all alive. That, that was just so beautiful, you know. They're all running around high-fiving and jiving and everything. And Oh, they're alive. It's a praising. miracle. They were raising yeah. and praising. They were, all praying, they were all praying to God and Jesus to save them all. And then, oh, gee, they're dead? Well, Jesus must have been busy. See, we got all these college football games. He's probably betting on Texas. When you think he'd bet on Texas, Josh, they're a lot more religious, at least allegedly, than USC, all them perverts in California. That's right. Yesterday, Gaetano Maitoni, a judge in Viterbo, Gaetano Maitoni, I just, I just love Italian man, so schmaltzy, I just can't get over it. It's just, just so wonderful, although some of those people do smell bad. A judge in Viterbo set a preliminary hearing for the end of this month and ordered Father Righi to appear. Maybe you ought to order Jesus to appear. The judge had earlier refused to take up the case, but was overruled last month by the Court of Appeal, which agreed that Signor Cascioli had a reasonable case for his accusation that Father Righi was abusing popular credulity. Did you ever abuse popular credulity? Not lately. I do that every day. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, abuse it. Senior Cascioli's contention echoed in numerous atheist books. And by the way, can I interrupt myself for one second? If you must. See, the purpose of this show, I know this comes as a great shock to you, is I'm not, I'm not here peddling Toronto or Canada or uh, upstate New York or any other place on our, or Rome or Berlin. Wherever you like it, as the Chinese say, gay goes into hate. Gay. That's it. Have a good time. If you like it in Fayetteville, North Carolina, you all have a good time. If you like it in Aintree, you have a swinging time. So this is, I love these people who are trying to convince me. Like it's, Everything in Florida has got to be a big argument. Oh, no, this is better than where you are. Whatever. Believe me, I, uh, I've been there recently. Ooh. 
Senior Cascioli's contention, echoed in numerous atheist books and Internet sites, is that there was no reliable evidence that Jesus lived and died in first century Palestine, apart from the gospel accounts which Christians took on faith. There is therefore no basis for Christianity, he claims. I would suggest that... Absolutely correct, then, sir. What do I know, being the militant bastard atheist that I am? Senior Cascioli's one-man campaign came to a head at a court hearing last April when he lodged his accusations of abuse of popular credulity and impersonation, both offenses under the Italian penal code. He argued that all claims for the existence of Jesus from sources other than the Bible stem from authors who lived after the time of hypothetical Jesus and were therefore not reliable witnesses. I don't want to wonder if he had Paul in mind, you know? Saul, Paul, whatever we're calling him this week. Mm-hmm. Senior Cascioli maintains that early Christian writers confused Jesus with John of Gamala, an anti-Roman Jewish insurgent in first century Palestine. An insurgent? Church authorities were therefore guilty of substitution of persons, kind of like an illegal substitution in a football game. So all you Christians out there, 15 yards and uh, the down stays the same. The Roman historians Tacitus and Suetonius mention a Christus or Crestus but we're writing well after the life of the purported Jesus and relying on hearsay. Oh, no. Didn't they have, like, no printing press? Weren't they reading the good books? Now, hear this. Father... Now, see here. Father Rigi said there was overwhelming testimony to Christ's existence in religious and secular texts. Millions had, in any case, believed in Christ as both man and son of God for 2,000 years. What a good scam. If Cascioli does not see the sun in the sky at midday, he cannot sue me because I see it and he does not, Father Rigi said. Senior Cascioli said that the Gospels themselves were full of inconsistencies and didn't agree on the names of the Twelve Apostles, even. He said that he would withdraw his legal action if Father Rigi came up with an irrefutable proof of Christ's existence by the end of the month. The Vatican has so far declined to comment. And then, of course, this story. Now, what, what website? There? Oh, the uh, Times, the Brit Paper, Times Online in the UK. Now we have to have the evidence. You ready for the evidence? I'm hanging on. The Gospels say that Jesus was born to the Virgin Mary in Bethlehem, grew up in Nazareth, preached and performed miracles in Galilee, and died on the cross in Jerusalem. Well, what kind of evidence is that? The Gospels say the Gospels were written long after he allegedly died. Right. In his Antiquities of the Jews at the end of the first century, Josephus, the Jewish historian, refers to Jesus as a wise man, a doer of wonderful works, who drew over to him many of both the Jews and many of the Gentiles. Goyim. Muslims believe Jesus was a great prophet. Many Jewish theologians regard Jesus as an itinerant rabbi who popularized many of the beliefs of liberal Jews. Oh, Jesus was a liberal. Well, we knew that. Neither Muslims nor Jews believe he was the Messiah and Son of God, which we also know that. That's a bulletin. Tacitus, the Roman historian who lived from 55 to 120, mentions Christus in, the, in his annals. In about 120, Suetonius, author of the Lives of, Lives of the Caesars, says... Since the Jews constantly made disturbances at the instigation of Christus, Emperor Claudius expelled them from Rome. Oh, those Jews were always making trouble, you know what? Always looking for wholesale. That's right. Making obnoxious amongst the neighbors. Man, oh, man. Oh, I didn't uh, tell you because you weren't there about the... Well, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's not like a story. But when I was in the Amsterdam at Schiphol waiting to come back from uh, Amsterdam to Toronto, and the yeah. two uh, Orthodox Jews, the Getschkes with the big hats and the whole... Uh, the whole I, I don't know. It just affected me in a way that it never has before. Where can I, I get one of those hats? Huh? Where can I get one of those big hats? Oh, brother. The ones that look like a hockey puck? Well, your old accountant, he ought to be able to hook you up. he got those to fill in and all that other stuff. Oh, i uh, got to return your voicemail, David. Sorry. What the hell does he want? He was uh, wishing me happy holidays over the holidays, and I was just too wrapped up to return anybody's calls. Whew. Boy, talk about a getchke. I was too wrapped up. 
Get it? Yeah, I, I just slid on by it. I slid on it. Speaking of that, speaking of a sliding on it, let's see how that pull is coming. Neil Rogers is, what do we got, 744 votes. We might have an outside shot at 1,000 during the show, but I don't want to like, no. We, do you think? No. Maybe? Don't, don't even, uh, why, why about nah, that? Nah, why should we go there? Too much pressure, too much stress. We don't want to get stressed right. out. We don't want to get that pressure back up. Take another Take hit. it light. Take it light, Neil. Keep it light. Neil Rogers is very entertaining, 303. A voice of reason, 163. A genius, 95. And eh, you should live so long. A fat old fag, 80. Now you're getting close. A panic, 43. Stale, 28. That means there are 14 votes each for Moe and Mrs. Moe. Divisive, 11. God, 7. Boring, 6. Well, God can be boring. He ain't doing much. Obviously, he's not responding to anybody's prayers. Boring, 6. A bigot, 5. And the Antichrist, Solamente Trace, out of 748, 3. Only three antichrists. Well, you double that, multiply times uh, whatever. Right? Right. 111. Soccer families and swingers do not mix. Especially when the parents of adolescent soccer players checked their daughters into a hotel that was hosting a New Year's Eve party for more than 200 self-described swingers who had reserved a downstairs ballroom along with rooms on the ninth floor. Parents who traveled from South Carolina and Clearwater to bring their 11- to 13-year-old daughters to a five-day soccer tournament, said they were shocked. Oh, my God. By the parade of sexually adventurous partygoers who sashayed through the glass-enclosed atrium, sometimes flashing breast and bare buttocks in front of their children. Rectum. How do you like that? A lot. I like it a lot. I bet you did. I knew you would. They described the dress of some of the swingers at the Crown Plaza Hotel Airport in Orlando. As, See, if you'd known that when you broke down, you'd have stayed there. No question. They described the dress as raunchy, despicable, and worse than prostitutes. Las prostitutas. We thought we were coming to Orlando, not the Las Vegas Strip, said Mark Gilbert, father of a 13-year-old who plays on the Clearwater Chargers, a group of 13 and under players. The teams booked the $92 a night rooms for Disney's soccer showcase, sponsored by Disney-wide World of Sports, through the Internet from Anthony Travel. They said hotel management didn't tell them about the swingers party or try to keep the uninhibited adults away from their children. Hotel managers wouldn't comment. However, however, several uh, hotel employees who spoke on the condition, of course, of anonymity, like just about everybody else, said about 200 swingers attended the New Year's Eve party Saturday night, about half the number that attended a similar event a year earlier. One employee said the party was advertised on a swinger website, and participants, some of whom engaged in partner swapping and voyeurism, came from across the USA. All of the swingers, <coughs> all of the swingers had checked out of the hotel by late Sunday and couldn't be reached for comment. We're not prudes by any means, said Rob Young of Greenville, South Carolina, who said his two daughters, Leah, 13, and Lauren, 11, were asking questions that were difficult to answer. Like, what are those uh, big boobies? That's what it's all about. We would have liked to have been informed when we checked into the hotel so we could have made other arrangements, he said. Young said a hotel manager at one point told the children from Carolina Elite Soccer Academy to move out of the lobby into the swimming pool area. The kids could see through the glass atrium into the ballroom where naked people were dancing, Young said. There were exposed breasts, thongs, that's with a, a T-H, thongs, and see-through dresses on women who weren't wearing any underwear. Wow. Young said he complained to hotel management and to John Hollis, an off-duty Orlando police officer, asking if the swingers could be kept out of the hallways and lobby. He said neither the officer nor the manager acted on his complaints. He said, you mama. Hollis was hired by the hotel for New Year's Eve security detail, did not witness any violation of the law. Lieutenant John Mina, a watch commander for the Orlando police, said Sunday night. Officials at uh, Anthony Travel couldn't be reached. He had already said that, didn't it? Yes. 
Walker Downs, 15. Isn't that a racetrack out of like Northville? I know I'm way over, but i got, I got to finish this. It's all right. Walker Downs, 15 City, was walking through the lobby about 8 p.m. Saturday with his sister, Molly, 13, and two of her friends when he saw something he'll never forget. Some lady pulled her skirt down in the show, a black thong with diamonds, said Walker, a 10th grader at Malden High School in Malden, South Carolina. It made me uncomfortable because I was there with my family. You fairy. Yeah, if they weren't there, I'd have jumped yeah, right in. he'd liked it a lot. Walker's mother, Julie Downs, a 43-year-old registered nurse, said her children asked why they were restricted to their rooms and could party on New Year's Eve. Paul Camperini brought his wife, 7th grade daughter, and 8th grade son from Safety Harbor, said he had to delicately explain to my Catholic school children that swingers change partners during the evening. Camperini, 49, hey. said his son initially didn't want to travel to watch his sister play soccer, but thought the swingers party was downright hilarious. You go, boy. Trust me, sometimes they do it during the day, too. My biggest gripe is that the hotel had two distinctly different groups under the same roof. A soccer team and middle-aged swingers should not have been booked together. Well, maybe the, uh, you know, maybe the soccer team would like to uh, participate. You never know. Or at least swim naked a little while. The practice makes perfect. 12.15 at QAM. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. There was an old farmer who lived on a rock. He sat in the meadow just shaking his fist at some boys who were down by the creek. Their feet in the water, their hands on their marbles and play things and at half past four. There came a young lady, she looked like a pretty young creature. She sat on the grass, she pulled up her dress and she showed them her ruffles and laces and white fluffy duck. She said she was learning a new way to bring up her children so they would not spit. While the boys in the barnyard were shoveling refuse and litter from yesterday's hunt. While the girl in the meadow was rubbing her eyes at the fellow down by the dock. He looked like a man with a sizable home in the country with a big fence out front. If he asked her politely, she'd show him her little pet dog who was subject to fits. And maybe she'd let him grab hold of her small tender hands with a movement so quick. And then she'd bend over and suck on his candy so tasty made of butterscotch. And then he spread whipped cream all over her cookies that she had left out on her shelf. If you think this is dirty, you can go yourself. All right. 1219, 136 over 90. Yeah, in the right direction at least. What's wrong with that? In the middle of the show? Right. That's not that bad. I'm going to wear mine uh, next time I do a show, see what happens. Yeah, wear it. Don't don't bring it, just wear it. Yeah. Don't wear it out. So, Maureen Dowd, Raul, breaking news, waiting remarks from the mine company, yeah. CE. Oh, oh yeah. I've been watching on this and It's a good distraction, Past baby. 20 minutes. We sure don't want to talk about Jack Abramoff and all those, uh, the big Republican scandal that's coming up, which they're saying is going to make Watergate look like a Sunday walk in the oh, park. Oh, I can't wait. And that's something. And what about like Spygate? How's that, that going? Huh? How's that uh, spy investigation? Nah, that's small potatoes. Oh, and I just, in fact, funny you should mention that I just sent along a story to Josh there about the um, the NSA were the ones who initiated the whole spy program in the first place. Right. So all this crap about, well, he's got to protect Americans. That's all a bunch of baloney. Of course it is. Right. Well, er- everything, oh, you know, it's national security, and, and yeah. it's shameful that anybody let that out. Uh, and it's a, a system was established for them to spy, and he uh, violated it. Right. That is correct. 
That's why they have the emergency courts. Right. And the secret the, courts. The secret courts, so we can go there. They don't even have to get a warrant. All they have to do right. is uh, just uh, we want to do this. Okay, go ahead. They, they get instant it, approval. Right. And retroactively. They can, get the, they, can, they can apply for the warrant three days later retroactive, like mm-hmm. you said. But no, not that. Because, in fact, now they're saying that they're, uh, they're, eavesdropping, they're wiretapping and eavesdropping over 500 people a year. Mm-hmm. And, of course, who knows who those people might be. And one know? of the stories that I posted, you might have read it or not, the NSA is also sharing the information that they gather with other agencies Correct. like the CIA and the FBI. Correct. So even if you're, you're not involved in spying or terrorism or anything like that, they're going to get you on something. That's right. When you hear that little knock on the door at about 2 o'clock in the morning, it won't be Xavier Suarez in his bathrobe, okay? Or maybe it will be. Marine Dowd writes, it's not personal, Jack. It's strictly business. How do you like that? That Marine, man, she just continues to astonish and astound. I think what she's trying to say is... You're thinking it's very personal. Like that. <laughs> this is fairly long, so bear with me, okay? Oh, no, it's okay. It. And it's not as good as all those great calls we've had so far, but they have really just awakened my uh, butt. The sight of Jack Abramoff striding out of federal court here yesterday, looking like a stocky gangster from a 40s movie in black fedora and trench coat, may seem like the strongest evidence so far of how Graft and Hubris have overwhelmed the Capitol. It could have been a scene from The Godfather, a favorite film of the felonious lobbyist. The Washington Post reported that he did business with people linked to the underworld, built Indian tribes of tens of millions, and then lavished a bundle in travel gambling profits on greedy members of Congress. The Post said Mr. Abramoff loved to amuse colleagues by imitating Michael Corleone as he rejected a corrupt politician's for demand for a share of mafia gambling money. Senator, you can have my answer now if you like. My offer is this, nothing. Yeah, but But just, don't you love that? I do. But just because this is a scale of amorality and blatant sale of government that astonishes even Washington cynics, why look on the dark side? The Abramoff plea bargain may have left his former business partners and political pals panicking, wondering if the rat will rat them out. The Republican congressmen Tom DeLay and Bob Ney are among the sleazy Solons caught up in the scandal, and House Speaker Dennis Hastert scrambled yesterday to launder $69,000 in dirty Abramoff contributions, donating the wad to charity. And then there's Ralph Reed, the choir boy Bible thumper, who uses links to Christian groups to immorally play Indian, play Indian tribes off against each other. But looking at the big picture, in some ways, the imperial presidency is working out quite well for everyone. Think about it. All those congressmen don't really need to do their jobs anymore. With the president able to make war more or less as he chooses, treat the enemy as he sees fit, and snoop on Americans at will, our representatives have more time for the duty many are clearly best suited to, playing golf gratis in Scotland. Remember how the White House press used to give poor Bill Clinton such a hard time about mere mulligans? Now that Dick Cheney has freed Congress from the bother of advising and or consenting, lawmakers can work on new ways to game the system and wallow in the GOP's culture of corruption while tut-tutting about the decline in American moral values. Since the Republican-run Capitol doesn't have to worry about holding the Bush White House accountable for excesses in torture and spying and the other myriad ways it's placed itself above the law, congressmen have more leisure hours for Abramoff's successors to treat them to some Redskins games and steak dinners. Checks and balances are now as quaint as the Geneva Conventions. Congress is complicit in putting its thumb on the scale for the executive branch. The Post reported W had taken advantage of an innovation started years ago by Samuel Alito, Jr. to shore up executive privilege. As a young Justice Department lawyer in the Reagan administration, Mr. Alito created a strategy that has the president declare what law means when he signs them. Mr. Alito wanted the courts to focus as much on the president's interpretation of a law as on what he called legislative intent. W has issued at least 108 such statements. The Post said, rejecting provisions in bills that the White House regarded as interfering with its powers national security, intelligence policy, and law enforcement. 
And since the imperial presidency is run by the vice president, W. has a lot of free time to do the things he likes to do. Confined with his wife and mother-in-law at the Crawford Ranch, he spent his Christmas vacation mountain biking and clearing brush. He left the ranch for a brief visit at Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio, where he kidded in a way that again showed his jarring lack of empathy with the amputees from Iraq and Afghanistan. As you can probably see, I have an injury myself, not here at the hospital, but in combat with the Cedar. I eventually won. The Cedar gave me a little scratch. As a matter of fact, the colonel asked if I needed first aid when she first saw me. I was able to avoid any major surgical operations here, but thanks for your compassion, Colonel. You see that with a little scratch on his forehead? No. Maybe they're doing a lobotomy. W. also used the occasion to defend the Nixonian eavesdropping program that made even John Ashcroft and his deputy James Comey skittish. As the Times reported, Andy Card and Alberto Gonzalez had to make an emergency trip to see the reluctant Mr. Ashcroft in the hospital in March 2004 to get the program recertified because Mr. Comey had balked. You know you're in trouble when John Ashcroft is worried about overreaching. Says Maureen Dowd, that's today's column from the New York Times. But I want to know who let that information out. The same New York Times that had the big headline on the front page this morning, as did so many other American newspapers. Miracle Rescue, all 12, uh, 12 uh, alive got in uh, coal mine. Oops. How do you like that? I guess I don't. See, that's one reason that newspaper sucks is this going to bed early crap, you know. I wonder how many newspapers had the final of the Orange Bowl last night, Josh. What? Well, what time did that game end? They went in three overtimes. I, I don't know. Watch I, didn't, I didn't watch the end of the game. Well, neither did I. You'd have been up till uh, 2.30 in the morning. Who the hell knows what time that game ended? I'm sure somebody would know. Isn't that important stuff? Huh? <laughs> Come on, baby. Penn State. State Penn. The uh, crazy Joe Paterno. Am I the only one who thinks that his behavior is outrageous or what, Josh? No, he's, uh, he's lost it a long time ago. Over the top, baby. Like a lunatic. Like a madman. Bitching out the referee, swearing and cursing and yelling and just spitting blood. Well, they won the game, though. Yeah, that's a good point. If you weren't like 92 and, uh, you know, yeah. they, well, they just let him go. That's his legacy, man. That's his legacy. Bad uniforms, by the way. I don't care if they won. Their uniforms suck. And how about those Hurricanes, huh? 40 to 3 against LSU? Not exactly. I mean, you know, was that embarrassing or what? And then they fire like three or four coaches? Yeah, faux. Not Coach Coca, but full coaches had to go because at UM it's just like Notre Dame. You know, if you don't if you don't win every game, you're out. And Notre Dame wound up losing that game the other day. And the Hurricanes, LSU 40, UM three. They did get the first three points of the game. Though. That's something to be said. Something. Yeah. Now what was that? Was that the Cracker Barrel Fiesta Taco uh, Schmaco? What was that? That was the Chick Fil A. Oh, the Chick Fil A bowl. Right. Even Coach Coker was saying, well, you know, we're honored to be in the Chick-fil-A uh, Peach Bowl, whatever he was talking about. 28, well, it's not much honor anymore when you lose 40-3 to three to a girls' school. 28 past noon at 560 WQAM. If you're in a dead-end job and underpaid, if your New Year's resolution is to get you a high-paying career in a life, you better act now. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train right now at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train will get you trained and ready for a new high-paying career in just a few short months. That's correct. You can obtain that new high-paying career in just a few short months. The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals right now is at an all-time high. Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, weekend classes too. Job placement assistance, financial aid for people who qualify. So pick up that phone and call Fast Train, toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train has placed over 100 individuals just like you in 2005. 
So check Fast Train out on the web at FastTrain.com. Act now in order to obtain your new high-paying career. Classes are quickly filling. Don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. There is absolutely no obligation. Tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call. They'll get a big chuckle out of that. This year, make your New Year's resolution a reality. Get yourself a job and a real life by calling Fast Train today. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to ice cream parlors? Yeah, boy! Well, you're in luck. From the company that brought you the successful ice cream chain, Baskin Robbins 31 Flavors brings you the first ever inner city ice cream parlor from Public Enemy's number two rapper. Introducing Baskin Robbins 31 Flavor Flames. Yeah, boy! That's right. At 31 Flavor Flames, we put a little something-something into ordinary ice cream. Instead of a boring old chocolate, at 31 Flavor Flames, it's called Scoop of Chocolate, bitch! Yeah! Boy. And let's not forget about the scrumptious treat, Rocky Road, motherfucker. There's also Neapolitan can kiss my black ass, strawberry can suck my ghetto d- and our brand new flavor, Moose Tracks, up on your white ass. Yeah, boy! 31 Flavor Flames, where our motto is, stop in and grab a scoop, bitch. <laughs> let's play that a hundred times, what do you say? Do it. Good bleeps in it. You know what we got? What? We're going to do a 1,000 votes today. What a good way for me to break in the new year. I can't believe you did a show on Monday, and neither can you. I oh, no, I, I was uh, shocked and amazed that nobody else was working either. Well, see, so it's a good thing you got to do the one yesterday, because Monday yeah. was just like a walkover. It was like a, a Yeah, I used all my material on Monday, so I had nothing for yesterday. Well, you should have just done it again, because nobody obviously was listening to Monday anyway. Oh, we did. Now, this show is very stale. There's no question about that and boring, but we do have 799, which means by the uh, top of the hour, we'll have like probably 820, 830. We got a shot at 1,000 today. Which would be a fine way to start the new year. Even Josh would be impressed by that. I would be. And by the way, Josh was really bitching you out bad when you were on vacation about sending him 8 million stories every day? Well, you know. I, I mean, I know you're conscientious and you want to do a good job on that. But, like, uh, you know, after you get through the first 60 stories, you got to realize that this young man has got uh, other things no, to do. I understand they weren't redundant. I made sure that each one was unique and different and important. Yeah, there you go, Josh. Okay. <laughs> he's, See that he's not, I don't think he's sold. Oh. I think you'll have to uh, try a little harder than that. Oh, he said he didn't want to do them anymore anyway. I sure hope. Oh, is that it? Oh, okay. There's another look. Good. Boy, that's going to save me a lot of cash. I, can't, I keep waiting for that thing to cross over to 800 and something. 800. Oh, you got it? Yeah. Oh, they're coming in by the ones now. As soon as I said we're going for 1,000, they stopped. 800 votes on our very scientific poll. And I take it very personal, by the way. Boy, my blood pressure's come back down. And let me say this. We went through this once before, remember? Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago. And I said I wouldn't talk to those people when they came in there. We went through the whole thing. And, and I, my problem is that I backslide, so to speak. And I'm just not doing it no more. I mean, you want to come in and aggravate me in the morning on that end, I'm just going to get up and walk out. In fact, I can just hit the button here and just shut off that return pod. Right. I don't hear nothing. You could be going, bop, bop, and I don't even hear it. I like that. That's probably the best idea, don't you think? Yes, it is. So people like Troy Stratford, okay, stick all the crap on here that you want, baby, whatever you like, but just stay out of my face. And you're not driving my Corvette, and I don't want anything to do with you, and just go away. And as far as Fat Boy is concerned, are you still alive? Yeah, you know I saw him this morning. Maybe the rumors on him are, oh, damn it. I was thinking maybe he was like those coal miners. Maybe it was a false report. WQAM, hello. 
Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, I wanted to to know something. Okay. Uh, Don't we all? How how do you think the American people feel about uh, the United States being the only country to invade another country that has weapons of mass destruction and then not use it on us? They actually go and hide their weapons. Huh? Huh? Well, they didn't have any. They don't have any, my friend. They weren't hiding them. They didn't have any. Yeah, they don't have any. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, boy. See, people don't try to be clever when they call. They're about as clever as a fart, you know? Oh, man. Seriously, that that guinea fowl, that made me cut the foulest cheese, I think, in my... Even I was getting grossed out. And I went, oh, boy. Good thing there was, like, all that big space in the upper deck there in first class. Man. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular. Because, you know, when it makes you swoon, if anybody else walks by and catches wind of it, they're going to look, look at you like, oh, my God, what died and crawled inside your Rectum. ass. Right? Right. WQAM, hello. Oh, thank God you're back. WQAM, hello. Neil, how's it going? Okay, Pally. Just want to wish you a happy Hanukkah, happy birthday, happy anniversary, and uh, happy Shavuot. Okay, and happy Tishabov, too. And uh, how about those Panthers? WQM, yes. hello. Yes, sir. I was at that game last night. It got over a quarter after one. Quarter after one, okay. Thanks so much. Well, what difference does it make? At least you know what time the game was over. And that sounds about right to me, so the newspapers all went to bed before the game was over. And before they found out that those coal miners' daughters and all that other stuff, they were all dead. See, if you're wondering about politics in America and why things are the way they are, and I, you know, I, I don't want to like trample on people when they're when they're down and they got all that grief and stuff, but have you noticed? I mean, you really can't help it, because even the Food Channel has got the coal miner story on 24/7 now. Uh, have you noticed those people? And I use that term very loosely. Oh yeah, yeah. West so. Virginia? West Virginia, don't know about you. And I, I'm kind of surprised because West Virginia is very often the votes Democratic. Mm-hmm. Isn't Jay Rockefeller from West Virginia? Yes, he know. is. Democrat? Huh? But I guess maybe the Democrats aren't in the coal mine. Name this artist. Oh, working in the coal mine. Bye. Don't know. Lee Dorsey. Very good. Is it really? Yes, it is. Wow. See, it took me about three seconds. Well, I haven't heard that song in a long, long time. Lee Dorsey. No relation. No kid to Tommy Dorsey or uh, Jimmy Dorsey. Oh, I can't believe it. What was the quarterback for the Hurricanes? Uh, what was his name? Dorsey? Ken Dorsey? Is that it? That's it. Kenny. Wow. Do I know my Dorseys or what, huh? Uh, I know my Aces and my Doosies, too. Now, my, my pressure is coming on down very nicely. I hate to break the news to you. You had your chance. You could have got me when it was like 172 over 101, whatever it was. You had your chance. You could have started getting me all edgy. And now it's like uh, no problem. No sweatski, man. Now it's back to like abnormal. Oh, why are they doing this? Well, Stop passing stories, you maniacs. Yeah, you idiots. You know the other story, that song that you should have played? What? Tennessee Ernie Ford. Oh, I don't think we have that in here. You load 16 tons. You don't have 16 tons? Looking now. Come on. Man, that's why, that was oh, number one no. for about 400 weeks. 
I bet you, I bet you, Snooky Lanson sang that on your hit parade. I bet you, Boca Brown remembers. We do. Uh, we hit close. We have the Johnny Cash version. Unfortunately. Nah. Hey, that sucks. Get. If it's on here, that means it was a hit, and Tennessee's wasn't. Unfortunately. Uh, are you crazy? That that was not a hit. Well, kill it. That was not a hit. Let me get the book. I just have, like, top five, so if it didn't make it into the top when five... When you want to start giving me a song and a dance about, uh... Oh, let's see, 55... I like the Tennessee 20 Ford version much better, for what it's worth. Let me, let me oh. say it again. And, remember this, I only have from 1960 up. It was probably, uh, 50s. Yeah. Let's see, now, what would that be under Ford? Now, here's your old Ford. He's still alive, too, man. They keep trying to take him out, your old Ford, and he's still alive. I wonder what, uh, Squeaky Fromm thinks about that. Remember Squeaky from? Yeah, sorry, just the other day. Tennessee Ernie Ford. It was number one for eight weeks, 16 tons, 11, 12, 55, November yeah, 55. Yeah, no chance I got that. Well, how do you like that? Number one for eight weeks, baby. It was huge. It was gigantic. It sucked. It was on Capitol Records. Yellow, and I used to snap the fingers. You know, one thing I really am not very good at, I don't know about you, I, how do you do it? I'm not a good finger snapper. Oh, there you go. you got to practice. Huh? I'm a good finger cracker. Ooh, like that. I uh, snap all the time. A knuckle cracker. Huh? I'm snapping all the time. And I'll tell you, and Pat Boone, probably also a little piece of trivia that you're dying to know. Pat Boone, the song Love Letters in the Sand on Dot mm -hmm. Records, remember, on a day, he couldn't sing a lick. He could lick it, but he couldn't sing a lick. Although he did have a cute boon in the box. But uh, he did the whistling on that song. Remember the, in the middle, the uh, bridge? Uh -huh. Huh? You got it? Love Letters in the Sand, Pat no. Boone? No, I don't. You don't? Don't. Man, I, th I thought you had the ultimate collection in there, man. You better get with those Time Life people and start uh, expanding your collection. I got that. Woody River. See, I know my Pat Boone, mister. Trust me. What about this one? If I could hear it, I could probably know it better. It was a moonlit night. In old oh, yeah. Mexico. It was a cock-a-moonlit night. I walked alone between some old adobe hussians. What the hell is that? I heard the plane. I have it. It was a hit. No, it was a hit, but it just doesn't ring any bells at the moment. Well, oh, it's Elian. <laughs> it's little Elianito. Oh, it's uh, Speedy Rod, Speedy uh, Gonzalez. There you go. It's Speedy uh, Elian uh, Gonzalez, rather, uh, whatever. Thought it was Elian. You better come home, Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, enough, enough, yeah. enough with him already, okay? <laughs> I'd rather hear Tutti Fruity. That's enough for a lifetime. And if you ask me, in spite of us, all those protestations, you he uh, always looked a little tutti-frutti to me. 19 till 1. Dan, a uh, Momeister coming along at 2 o'clock. And what a way to start the new year. This is Neil Rogers. The John Lennon Files. To this day, the government refuses to release them. Tonight on the History Channel, you'll find out why. Only the History Channel has uncovered never-heard-before tapes of Lennon's rehearsal sessions, recorded under the constant surveillance of the FBI. All right, now, not like Joel. Need a bit more warning up. Yes, sir. Thank you. There's a little ditty for the FBI. But leave me a bloody alone. Imagine there's no Nixon, no Spiro, I'd move too. Imagine there's no Quasars or 
full-length films of Scooby-Doo. I'm watching this Enough trouble. Like that, eh? This place could be bugged right now. Don't worry about it. Here's one for the little buckers. Around the turn of the century, Republicans will get you all to agree. When the sword is launching attack, you get a backbite invading the rat. And like a packed up gullible fool, believe all the news you hear. Sergeant Children's country of the dead. Twelve forty-eight at five sixty WQAM. Happy New Year! Happy Wednesday, January fourth, eight forty-four. We need one hundred and fifty-six votes between now and two to get that thousand. I think we'll do it. Can't you smell it? I smell something. Could be this magic. And that must be Fat Boy being in the building. I beg your pardon. I'm sniffing this magic marker. Former Washington lobbyist Jack Abramoff, who pleaded guilty to federal corruption charges in Washington yesterday, plans today, (coughs) in just a few minutes, to plead guilty in a separate case in Miami involving the purchase of Broward Bay Sun Cruise Casinos, a fleet of gambling ships. He's scheduled to appear in federal court at 1 p.m. today, 12 minutes from now. Abramoff and his business partner, Adam Kadan, 41, were indicted last summer on charges of defrauding lenders in their $147.5 million purchase of the floating gambling operation they bought the company in 2000. South Florida prosecutors charged the pair with lying to lenders about putting down $23 million to qualify for a $60 million loan. They never made the down payment. Ah, details, you know. They should have called Ditech. Kadan, 41, pleaded guilty last month to conspiring with Abramoff in the Sun Cruise case. And, as if that isn't enough, Governor Jeb Bush, your fat-ass governor, signed into law today a bill that allows four Broward paramutuals to begin offering slot machines. Uh-oh! Looking for that good machine mine. All right. As opposed to the good machine gun mine. That means that as soon as this summer, three racetracks and a fronton can offer slot machines in addition to the dog and horse racing and highline machines they already offer. Matches. Whatever. High, uh, horse racing and highline matches. You ever go to a horse racing match? Not lately. They must wait, however, until the State Department of Business and Professional Regulation draws up day-to-day guidelines for operating slots. Those rules would also include the way the slots work and guidelines that ensure the fairness of the machines, man. Oh, everybody wants to get the hot machine, man. They would also include rules on what kind of background checks employees would undergo and how the proceeds from the slot machines would be audited. Proceeds from the machines will be taxed at 50% a ridiculous rate, money that will go toward education in Florida. 
Lawmakers haven't yet determined how they'll spend the money, an estimated $100 million in the first year of operation. Lawmakers, well, we know about that, but they drag their feet. We could already be uh, have people plunging their guts out. Wouldn't that be great? But they're not. But this spring, I'm thinking by El Cinco de Mayo. That's what I'm thinking, aren't okay. you? If think I'm thinking, else. you're stinking. Five six seven oh five sixty. Did we get any calls about that Fort Lauderdale Airport? No. I mean, I'm sure that the majority of the people listening to this show are users of Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International. Now, we'll say this. Probably, probably most of them don't use Terminal 4, right. you know, like I do Air Canada. Everything, I can't have an opinion since 9-11 because it used to be a Mahaya in both places. Right. And, uh, oh, yeah, there was nobody there. Right, and now you can't, they don't let you in past, like, just inside the, uh, the sliding doors. That's about as far as you can go unless you're a ticketed passenger. Right. So uh, I had to be the adult escorting the, you know, teenagers back in there, so I got to go back in there, and it was just fine. But uh, I don't, you know, out front, before they let you in, it's like standing room only because it's so crowded. You know what I mean? Because they don't let mm-hmm. anybody pass that point, the right. point. Well, did they have, did, now, did you go through the security or not? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and did they have that zigzag security where you go through that, uh, I mean, like a maze, like, like insanity? No, no, I didn't go in during a rush time. Huh? I didn't go during a busy time. Oh. Maybe that's why they had that maze, because it was so busy. Probably. Amazing. Crazy people. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, what they're not talking about with the mining accident on, on the news is the most important thing. That place had 205 violations last month for health and safety. Yeah, we know that. That's, that's, they must be talking about it, otherwise we wouldn't know that. Um, when I saw it on TV, nobody's ever talked about it. Sure. They, well, where did you find out about it? Uh, another radio station. Yeah. And that's what and whoever talking. was on a radio station is full of crap because I've seen that on the TV coverage a million times already. Well, I didn't well, see what, that. What show, what show did you hear that on? On Scare America. Oh, well, Scare America is full of crap, okay? Because, like, it's a big exclusive, okay? It's been on there eight zillion times already, and they've shown the chart how many they had last year. and year. Uh, they're feeding you a pile of crap, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Also, the people who hit the guy that runs the agency... Used to be a coal mine executive. Yeah. Does that really surprise you? I mean, the way this president's doing let, things. Let me, let me ask you a question. Let, let me ask you a question. Why are you so worried about that? Because the media tells you to be worried about it. No, because that's the way this administration runs itself. No, that's the way the, the people run themselves. Okay, is they let the media tell them what they ought to be all whipped up into a frenzy about. That's why. I couldn't give a flying crop, le- crop or crap less about this uh, coal mine thing. And guess what's on CNN right now? Uh, live on the air right after it happened. Uh, there was just so much. Maybe 80,000 guesses, okay? Again, at the risk of sounding insensitive, there's people dying all over the place all the time, and especially the 2,200 who died in Iraq based on a bunch of lies. But the media doesn't want to cover that very much because it's bad for business. So let's uh, zero in on the, the hysterical story du jour, which we've seen 80 billion hours of coverage on. Well, listen, you stick with Air America, man. You'll get some exclusive crap that nobody else will know. Only? Sure, yeah, why not? You bet. I got two stories by Doug Thompson, your favorite. Yes, he is. I got all his stories on there. I don't know if you noticed. Good for you. Bush's drinking and drug use must be investigated. Anti-gay group disrupts funerals of slain soldiers. But first, speaking of stories that we have to be really uh, whipped up into a frenzy about, it's so one of the first things George said to me this morning. He said, why should we care about that punk from Fort Lauderdale who went to Iraq? And I, and I thought to myself for a second, and I said, why? Good question. Because I don't. I think he's got a bad nose. 
and then come to find out that after, see, it's like, it's like this uh, story that we're supposed to be whipped up with the coal miners. They give you the false information, like, oh, well, this kid sneaked out of the house, and he uh, somehow he managed to get baloney. Daddy was the one who set it all up for him. How do you like that? You did see that, didn't you, the follow-up? No, I didn't. I've been uh, ignoring it. His big <laughs> nose comes on the TV, I change the channel. Kind Good of like choice. Kagan. An American teen who cut class to make a solo trip to Iraq returned Tuesday to his exclusive private school where officials said they weren't sure how to punish him. Fer how about sending him to... Abu Ghraib. Ferris Hassan will not be expelled from Pinecrest, but the 16-year-old junior could lose his honor roll status, face required community service, or have points deducted from his grain point average for skipping class, said Lourdes Cowgill, president of the Prep Academy of about 700 students in Fort Lauderdale. I wonder if Lourdes Cowgill's kin to the Cowsills. Remember the Cowsills? Yeah. And Lauderdale. hair? Right. And everything. Hair. You got hair? <laughs> oh. Not much. Not on the top of my and head. It's anyway. all gray, I know. Still, she seemed amazed by the boy's odyssey. This is probably the most egregiously interesting escapade that students have had at Pinecrest. I hope it doesn't get any better than this, she said. What goes through the mind of a 16-year-old? Who knows? If face. Hassan, who... Oh, my God. Now, maybe this one doesn't have the story, that because I, I saw the, uh, the update on it. Daddy, comes to find out, was the one that set up the, uh, the flight and they arranged for the hotel for him to stay. And then, of course, the kid went wandering out into the streets. And when everybody started looking at him funny, oh, I better go home. Like, who the hell are you and what are you doing here and uh, would you like to live another day? Stuff like that. You know? Yeah. We're supposed to care about this. About, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the punks that the illegal aliens that get stuck in the wheel well of airplanes. You know what I'm talking about? Right. That one is the smuggler. Right. In the wheel well of airplanes. Oh, we're supposed to be really whipped up about that. You know, there, there's too many important things going on. Like Howard Stern tomorrow night on Larry King for the, for the hour. Tomorrow, 9 Eastern. There you go. For the hour, pouring some more publicity. Nice going, Howie. So let me ask you, Neil, do you think that uh, traditional terrestrial radio will be able to continue after, uh, I don't know, somehow we all seem to be still on the air and collecting a big fat one every two weeks while everybody and their brother is trying to pedal a song to dance. The last time I checked, they still got 3 million subscribers and, and XM has got 5 million, and it ain't going up all that much. See what I'm saying? What are you saying? I mean, what's three million subscribers? In fact, the other thing I read was that Op Oprah and Anthony are uh, not used to not like not getting any calls. And you want to know why that is? Because they're on XM. And does anybody listen to? No. No. Nobody's listening to Oprah and Anthony. So how do you like that? Although it would, it would be nice to have like a whole new, you know, a new horizon, or a new uh, bunch of nut fruit cakes out there, as opposed to the usual fruit cakes. But nevertheless, well, we'll just have to make do if we ever decide we get like a, uh, let's see, we need a station manager, a sales manager, a operations manager, some salespeople. Uh, what, what am I leaving out? Oh, please. All of these things. What is it? We'll I work said, on it. Yeah. A sports liaison guy. See, what they're doing is they're like eliminating positions. And what I heard, and it could be just a rumor, but I heard that they eliminated Duff's favorite position. You this is Neil Rogers. Rectum. This is 560 QAM. Buttheads, it's the one to two hour. I saw Jesus on the stick of hollow God. I saw him on a pop-up toaster in the seat. 
WQM. He was. They just showed the USA Today headline. Yeah. Miracle. Twelve miners saved. Yada yada yada. How do you like that? Oh. Talk about having uh, egg on your pussy. Yeah. Wow. I still don't care about it. Eight hundred and seventy-two votes on the poll, and we got a shot at a thousand. That's what we care about. Neil Rogers is very entertaining. You believe us? No. Well, somebody thinks so. Three forty-three. Voice of Reason. One ninety-five. Oh, and I read in the Weekly Reader that they had all those violations of the coal miners. You know. Yeah, it's a bulletin. Uh, Genius 109, like that. Uh, in fact, I got my dentist stick right now. I'm picking, uh, I'm picking vacant bits out of my teeth. A fat old fag, 87. A panic, 48. He's a real panic. Uh, stale, 32. Most of those are mo. God, 24. How do you like that? Oh, God. Divisive, 13. The Antichrist, 8. Boring, 7. And a bigot, 6. See, a little bit of bigot in every bite, like Timmy Dean. So we move that one up a little bit. See, if we get to 900, then it's 875. Once we get those other 25, we get to 900, then it's downhill, right? Right. We roll right into that thousand, man. What a good good way. We leave you with a good feeling. As I lay stroked out on the floor with my uh, head off to one side. Actually, my pressure is down very nicely. Good, good. Uh, I'm ready to do another three, four hours. I told you that joint would help. Tomorrow. Oh, speaking of that, good segue for Doug Thompson the uh, Capitol Hill Blue, the rant. Bush's drive and drinking and drug use must be investigated, he says. Now, this is kind of a long one. He usually doesn't write the long stuff. Is it a little bit long? It's long. Oh, it's real long. Good. I think I've got time to do it, too. It's real long. 
He says, it's my belief that President Bush is drinking again. Even worse, he may be mixing alcohol and antidepressants, a dangerous combination for anyone, let alone the so-called leader of the free world. No, I don't have any proof of this, just random events and comments from those who work in and around the Bush administration and who tell me that Bush has acted in ways that suggest the use of alcohol and drugs. <laughs> I'm a recovering alcoholic, sober 11 years, 6 months, and 24 days, and I've run across a lot of relapsed drinkers who show the same symptoms as the president, including blacking out while watching television alone, slurred speech and stammering responses to simple questions, anger and hostility in front of staff members, unexplained bruises on his face, and trouble remembering recent events or comments. Well, what about that scratch on his forehead? brush. During his trip to Mongolia last November, where he was evidently seeking out other Mongolian idiots, Bush openly sampled the local drink Arag, which is fermented milk with an alcohol content ranging from 3 to 12 percent, in other words, booze. This was the same trip where Bush tried to evade reporters' questions by attempting to walk out a locked door and then turned sheepishly to the cameras and said he was jet-lagged. Some of the events said his stride was unsteady and his speech was slurred. Uh-oh. According to reports, President Bush may be drinking again, David Letterman said in the late-night monologue, and I thought, well, why not? He's got everybody else drinking. Rumors that Bush was hitting the bottle surfaced in Washington two years ago. Sources told us the president was using antidepressants in 2004. We reported the story. The same sources told us last year he was drinking again, and we reported in August. The National Enquirer also ran a front-page story on it, but no mainstream media outlet picked up on the story. On August 27th of last year, the Houston Chronicle reported on a party at Bush's ranch noting that nothing the president said could be quoted, but it's rare that reporters get uninterrupted access to him for 90 minutes, especially when beer is served. Bush, who gave up drinking years ago, drank a non-alcoholic buckler. In Alcoholics Anonymous, we were warned to stay away from so-called non-alcoholic beers, or near beer as it's called. The brew does, in fact, contain some alcohol and can trigger a renewed desire for mo. The November issue of the journal Alcoholism Clinical and Experimental Research cites a study by a team of California scientists who report that just the smell of non-alcoholic beer may be enough to trigger cravings and a subsequent relapse among certain alcoholics. In my original articles about Bush's bouts with anger and depression, I quoted Dr. Gerald Frank, a George Washington University psychiatrist, author of the book Bush on the Couch Inside the Mind of the President. Two questions that the press seems especially determined to ignore have hung silently in the air since before Bush took office, Dr. Frank says. Is he still drinking? And if not, is he impaired by all the years he did spend drinking? Both questions need to be addressed in any serious assessment of his psychological state. Dr. Frank's analysis of the president, which is based on watching and reading and not actual treatment of Bush, agrees with those who have told me the president is also taking antidepressants. In writing about Bush's halting appearance in a press conference just before the start of the Iraq war, Washington Post media critic Tom Shell speculated that the president may have ever been so slightly medicated. Dr. Frank explains Bush's behavior is all too typical of an alcoholic who is still in denial. The pattern of blame and denial, which recovering alcoholics work so hard to break, seems to be ingrained in the alcoholic personality. It's rarely limited to his or her drinking, he adds. The habit of placing blame and denying responsibility is so prevalent in George Bush's personal history that it's apparently triggered by even the mildest threat. None of this, of course, proves that Bush is drinking again or taking antidepressants. The only evidence we have of Bush drinking is the sampling of a local alcohol-based drink in Mongolia and its consumption of a so-called non-alcoholic beer at a party in Crawford, Texas, but... But my instincts tell me he's doing both booze and drugs, and I believe as both a journalist and a recovering alcoholic that he needs to prove to Americans that he's not attempting to govern while under the influence. Blogger Mark Kleiman, writing in the reality-based community, notes, Moreover, with rare exceptions, the press seems very reluctant to mention heavy drinking by officials, even when it's widely known. Ted Kennedy's drinking gets an occasional mention, but I bet that most of Pat Moynihan's constituents never knew their brilliant senator faced a permanent battle with a bottle. 
If Gary Hart's drinking problem has ever made the newspapers, I've missed it, though his behavior in the Diner Rice affair made it pretty obvious. Those in the know understood that the frequent media references to Bill Weld's laziness as governor of Massachusetts referred to his persistent difficulty in keeping himself vertical after lunch, but again, the voters didn't. Even foreign leaders get the same delicate treatment. Boris Yeltsin's erratic behavior was, in fact, quite regular and predictable once vodka was entered into the equation. Climate is right about Moynihan's drinking. You could find the senator at Capitol Hill watering holes almost any night, lunching in many different, uh, lunching in many different directions at once while slurping down his drinks. A number of members of Congress are notorious drunks, but their antics are almost never reported by the press unless they get nailed for DUI or caught frolicking nude in the tidal basin. As a journalist, it's my duty to raise questions about the fitness of any elected leader. One may argue over whether or not it's proper to print speculation, but in this case, I believe it's justified. I'm doing my job. I just wish the so-called mainstream media would do theirs, he writes. How do you like that? Here you go, Doug. Huh? All right. Good work. As always. Want to take a few calls? Do I want to? No, I want you to, though. No, well, why don't you take a few? <laughs> you might get some good ones today. 5670560. Okay. You might get the gargler back for an encore. Hi. Yeah, or Ron. Now, listen, we're not going to make that 1,000 votes the way this thing is going, man. What do we got? Eight-something. Uh, 897. We get to about 925 by the bottom of the hour. I'll feel <sighs> like that. Take a deep breath. Relax. See, here goes that pressure again. Lots of pressure. Don't you feel the pressure? Yeah, a little bit different. But I'm feeling like a, cutting a big one. It's a break soon, so I'll go relieve it. Really? <clears throat> you have to be joking, I hope. Oh, I just got a pee, man. Oh, oh big deal. Just, just an once? See. I mean, a, uh, yeah, an 11? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it oh. out. George has got to do an 11. That's a 1 and a 2 and a 1 and a 2 and a 1 and a 2 over and over again, like a Lawrence Welk would say. 5, 6, 7. Oh, look at that. WQAM, hello. I resemble that last story there, my friend. Yeah, I bet. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good, Pally. Hey, um, you know, the headmistress or whatever there at Pinecrest, she said that kid was the most interesting thing they had yeah. to talk uh -huh. about. She's fascinated but, by it. Yeah, I know, but didn't Mary Carey go there, too? The porn star that ran for governor in uh, California? Beats the hell out of me. I think she graduated from Pinecrest. Yeah. I think that's a whole lot more interesting than most of the boys there. I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, have a good one, guys. Okay, you too. See, if he'd, he'd run off uh, to Orlando and gone to that Swingers uh, Hotel, and people would say, all right, te salute, man. He's got a bad schnoz, a really bad schnoz, you know what? That's probably why they were looking at him. <laughs> what? That's probably why he blended in. Well, I, I will say this. The Iraqi people, how do I say it delicately, are not among the most... Um, they are. How, I'll try to put it delicately. They are appearance challenged. Maybe it's just our perception, you know. No, we're, we're jaded by those European no. faces. No, no, <laughs> I'm trying to be that, nice, that is you know. not correct. As opposed to, for example, the Palestinian people, of whom I would say, yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't uh, taken a consensus. I guess. Oh man, you got to be kidding me! And consensus? in addition to that, the Palestinians, like the Jews, are circumspect. That's right. Well, I assume the Iraqis are also, and even the women. The Iraqis are also circumspect. Well, they're Arab Muslims. Not when they're voting for all those uh, shmata heads, man. All those raghead Shiites. See, this is another thing that the mainstream media doesn't want to tell you too much about. They tell you, well, the Sunnis are pissed off and are demonstrating. Well, that's only a part of the civil war that's going on there. Plus, of course, the Kurds are all uh, racing toward those oil, gas uh, oil pipelines. Now, that's only a part of it, part of the chaos. 
But the fact that the most of the winners were the Shiite clerics who are just like the Ayatollah, that's uh, not exactly what anybody had in mind when they started making up stories. Well, there's the Virginia governor who says, but a beat, but a boop. didn't make it. Is it possible that we have one or two or three more? Or does anyone really know? And we're... I think the operative question is, other than their families and relatives, does anybody really care? Do you care? Do you really care about that story? About what story? <laughs> How about you, Josh? You all whipped up about that coal mining story? Definitely not. Damn it. See, this is your insensitive show, man. We just don't care. We're supposed to care because the media tells us, oh, you've got to be worried about this. I'm not. I care about Spygate and Abramoff. And all those uh, people dying in Iraq, including Americans who ought to be alive. And ought to be families that were blowing up. Right. That, that's good, correct. Those are good family values. How about that innocent family where it's like now it's maybe 14 innocent members got killed because it was the wrong hey, house? Oops. They weren't innocent. Oops. That's one of our favorite words. Oops. They had turfs. on the march. 113, man, you just wait till this Jack Abraham. See, they're not going to be able to uh, cover up with all these other side stories forever. I mean, there's always something going on. But you'll see the day of reckoning is coming, baby. The day of reckoning be coming. And Tom DeLay and Bob Nay and Woody Hayes and all these other people. What do you say? Say, hey, Willie Mays. You'll see. The crap's going to hit the fan. If the crap hit the fan in your house and is all over the floor, call our good friends at Dry Concepts because they are simply the best carpet cleaning company in the world and they want to make your life a lot easier. During this month, during January, Dry Concepts encourages everybody to take advantage of their outstanding maintenance contract. Now, Dry Concepts maintenance contract offers you savings and real peace of mind. Enjoy the benefits of their plant carpet dry cleaning service. Not only will you save 50% off their regular prices, but you'll also enjoy the added benefit of knowing that Dry Concepts will be there when you need them. Dry Concepts is dedicated to the clean carpet approach rather than the common clean, dirty carpet approach. Don't be fooled by those 1995 specials that leave your carpet soaked for days without treating the real problems. You've made a big investment in those carpets, upholstery, and drapery, so let Dry Concepts protect your investment. Dry Concepts professional staff, fully certified, their service and standard is unmatched. That's why I've used them in my homes for over 20 long years now. So take the worry about having your home sanitized out all year long with Dry Concepts maintenance program. Call them today in Dade Broward in the Palm Beaches. It's a tool-free call. Believe you me, nobody does a better job, and they'll give you a written guaranteed price up front before they start doing their spectacular job. Call Dry Concepts at 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Or on the web, it's dryconcepts.com. And be sure and tell them when you call that Troy Stratford told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. It's done as dirt. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story. In the superficial world of the music business, where only attractive people make it big, they were refreshingly repulsive. They were blues travelers. Hey, this is a tough business. John Papa was a fat guy. No getting around it. Blues travelers manager, Slappy Gold. If you're Britney Spears, they make fun of you because your breasts are fake. I told Papa, hey, at least your breasts are real. Be proud of your man boobs. But there was more to blues traveler than just John Popper's weight problem. For example, he was an accomplished harmonica player. Yeah, and only a fat bastard like him could work up a sweat playing the damn mouth organ. Still, Inside the Behind is about the artist, not just the superficial aspects of their outward appearance. What, I can't make fun of fat people now? Well, it just seems like a pretty easy target. Oh, excuse me, Mr. High and Mighty. I suppose we should stop insulting gay people now, too, huh? And Asians? 
Ah, don't tell me I gotta lay off Asians. I mean, the accent alone is a guaranteed laugh. Look, this wasn't supposed to turn into a debate about... Ah, your type won't be happy until everybody thinks we're all human beings and who we sleep with or the color of our skin or where we go to church doesn't even matter. Sounds pretty good to me. You're sick, do you hear me? Sick! Blues Traveler. Pretty heavy stuff. It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business. Tonight, on Inside the Behind. 118 at 560 WQM. The Mo Meister coming along at 2 o'clock to dazzle you with his uh, analyzation of the football, uh, all the uh, stuff. Including last night's Orange Bowl game. I heard it ended 115 in the morning. That's a popular rumor. Triple overtime. State Penn and... Uh, State Penn. Play? Oh, FSU. I forgot about them. Bobby Bowden. Even George knows that. Who? Old Bobby Bowden, man, he's got some issues. Him and all these other uh, empire buildings. Oh, the tragedy at Sago Mine, it just goes on and on. And thank God there's nothing else going on in the world, okay? Have no fear. Everything good. Although, I will say this, suicide bomber kills 32. A little more on that story we started with. A suicide bomber killed 32 mourners and wounded dozens at a funeral for the nephew of a Shiite politician. One of several attacks today across Iraq that killed a total of 53 people. Now, how many people died in that accident in the coal mine? Twelve? Twelve. Right. Well, 53 uh, people died in Iraq. Yeah, but they shouldn't have attacked us on 9-11. That's true. And they shouldn't have been making all them weapons. That's right. The sudden surge in the violence followed, and they shouldn't have been uh, making them long-distance phone calls to al-Qaeda. The sudden surge in violence followed three weeks of relative calm after Iraq's landmark parliamentary elections on December 15 and came as its three major political parties near to deal on forming a coalition government that a Shiite politician said would include Shiite Sunni Arabs and Kurds. The Kurds and Ways. In the worst attack of the day, more than 100 mourners were walking alongside the coffin of a 14-year-old boy in a cemetery in the northern town of Mukdadia. That's right, Mukdadia. When the funeral procession was joined by a stranger carrying hidden explosives. Suddenly, there was a strong sound, and we were turned upside down, said Amr Kazim, 37. I saw many legs and hands flying all over the place. The cemetery's concrete tombs were stained with blood, and body parts were strewn on the bare earth. At least 32 people were killed and 42 wounded, said Dr. Firis Alnida of the hospital in Muqtadidia, whatever that is, 60 miles north of Baghdad, etc. and so on. Good place to send your kid, by the way, on a lark, don't you think? Sure. See, they're all worried about that kid. They ought to be worried about the father. There's the one they ought to be taking a long look at what kind of a nut job sends his kid over and puts him in harm's way like that. Maybe he's just trying to get rid of him. Huh? That could be. Maybe you just don't like what it. What kind Maybe of a nut job puts it on the news day after day after day like we're supposed to care? The American media. I see. Oh. five six seven oh five sixty. We got 917, Old Bean, which means we got 83 votes to get to that uh, 1,000 in 49 minutes. Should be able to do it, but if we don't, I'm going to be really porked off. My blood pressure is going to go skyrocketing again. This could be my last show for a long time. Put George back on. Put George. We're sick of that. Do, 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 do. Right. Oh, by the way, if you're not sick of that, Mo will be on it, too. The Mo Man. 922 votes. Neil Rogers is very entertaining. 355. A voice of reason, 206. A genius, 114. You should only live so long. A fat old fag, 98. Now we're getting to the meat of the matter. A panic, 49. Stale, 35. Stale, last, like last year's matzo bry. God, 31. Divisive, 13. The Antichrist, 8. Boring, 7. And a bigot. Solamente seis, only six. So do you do an once or what? Uh, I did uh, a duce. Yeah. Do you do a duce? <laughs> no, I didn't. A douchey? <laughs> WQAM, hello. Yeah, I believe it's Wolfpack time now. WQAM, hello. 
I said it's whoop-ass time now. <laughs> oh, yeah. He had gotten a multi-line phone before. Oh, has he really? Well, oh, he's calling on a cell phone and on a home phone. I'll start hopping around. WQAM, hello. Can I work in sales? Wow. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Happy Good. New Year. Happy New Year to you, George. Yo. I got. I just got a couple quick things. If that guy, if that guy's kid would have got killed, he probably would have uh, blamed the government. Yeah. Yeah. Would have blamed and somebody else beside himself. You can be damn sure of that. Exactly. And uh, another thing, uh, they uh, they interviewed a guy. I, hate, I don't want to make light of the miners dying, but they interviewed one of the friends that was in the uh, the the chapel there at the church, and he said. Uh, you know, one one minute we were praising God, and the next minute we were cussing Him. Is that incredible? Yeah. When they got the bad uh, news. And then the other thing is, there's a senator called uh, Alex Della Portilla here in Miami, who sent out Christmas cards with uh, what appears to be the state capitol on it, on the front of it and on the inside. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it closely and read underneath it, it's the capital of, of Cuba, Havana. Can you believe that? I'll be damned. It's incredible. Viva Fidel, yeah, baby, and hasta luego. Arrivederci. 5670560. Like I said, the things that people get all whipped up into a frenzy about, just like that one woman who called last week. God, I was speaking, uh, why don't they speak English? You know, start with that crap again. The bilingual bitches, you know. They're back on a rampage again. Yeah. What? And we've asked that question many, many times. What is it about women? Oh, you're going to get huh? me started, are you? No, seriously, but what makes, is it that makes them so bigoted? It's just, uh, I mean, we're all bigoted, but I mean, just like an obsession. They're all bitter about a whole bunch of things. So they, Especially that bilingual thing, yeah. huh? WQAM, hello. Line one uh, glitch. QAM, hello. QAM, hey. WQAM, hello. QAM. And we're just going to wish this guy a real happy New Year, too. WQAM, hello. Neil Boricuas Murphy. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? Let I'm me ask Pally. you. Let me ask you a question. Since when? When was the first time that you knew that you were actually gay? About uh, five minutes ago, right before you called. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Maricon Bugaron. There, you make you happy. Okay, all right. Yeah, Obsessed gay. Probably seen that uh, Bareback Mountain movie about fifty times. That kid. <laughs> oh yeah. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. What's happening, man? This show sucks. Okay. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I changed my mind. Put George back on, man. You blow. Okay, thanks. 5670560, pound 5C. At least he's all over the place. He's consistent. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Welcome back. I appreciate uh-huh. that. George did a good job. Listen, I have to disguise my voice for protection, but I work for a very big company, and they treat us like crap. Yeah. And I went online to check online, uh, like, inside of trading. And guess who's one of the silent partners? Oh, Donald H. Rumsfeld himself, and he treats yeah. us like crap. And I just, you know, it's not that interesting, but I just, you know, it answers a lot of You're questions fair. why they treat us like that. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Listen, I just want to let you know, man, what I have a bone to pick with this uh with these people on Channel Seven and all these other news shows. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with this kid, this rich kid going to Iraq, coming back like we give a damn? I mean, what's yeah. the deal with that? Isn't that what I just said? Who cares? Who cares, man? Why what? are they wasting our time with some dude who's got money in the bank and no one gives a crap? 
Because it has nothing to do with uh, your federal government being a bunch of Nazis and all these innocent people dying? That's why. Also, it's listen, I'm one of those people that uh, started listening to you uh, uh, right, you know, when Stern went over to your, your channel there. Right. And I'm one of those people that stayed with you. Well, thank God. Keep up the good work, man. Thanks, Pally. Bye. See, see, that guy's not going to Sirius. He might listen to Howard on Sirius, but then after that, he's right over here, baby, between 10 and 2, and then he'll probably be gone right away. It's going to be very Too interesting fun. to watch that all play out. What do you mean? You know, the serious thing, and if they make their money back and all these things. Oh, you know what? They're I, pushing it so I, hard. I don't care. It's a, I feel the same way about that as I do about the Sago mine tragedy, with all yes. due respect. It's, it's a whole well, different, yeah. different ballgame. There's a lot of similarity. Now that the media is inundating us with this stuff, too. I mean, he's everywhere. Howard, well, the media, the media is inundating because of the fact that they figure that he's going to you know, attract a young male audience, which is what they're all desperate for. And therefore, and him being the biggest media hound and the king of uh, all publicity, uh, it works out just fine. Now, you that's know? why he's going on Larry King for that young male audience. Well, which, is, which is most am- Well, uh, the king hoping to get two or three people under 100. <laughs> Which is most amusing because it seems to me, and I'm positive that I'm correct, is that King has always, always been trashing, uh, oh, a shock radio and all this stuff in a language. Uh, you know, he's always been uh, so negative about that. But it, it, it just goes to show that in this business we're all a bunch of whores. That's all. We're all a bunch of whores. And so he's whoring all the media time, and they're whoring his hair and big nose, and everybody's really happy. And quite frankly, on this show, we don't give a flying crap. Just give us the check. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Hey, Moharity, with this week's installment of... Now see here! <laughs> now see here! Pants are essential to a man's attire. Now, 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 I got all kinds of things in my pants. Martians, dingleberries, and who knows what I'll find in there next. You know, many things have been said about my pants. I may not be wearing any now, but that's only causing a flurry of excitement. I sold them. Get more for pants. Fred Moitz and James Coco. Come on. And another thing. Who did more for hygiene? Summer's Eve or Mr. Whipple? And I think you know the answer to that one. <laughs> and while I'm on the subject of sports, who did more for the Dolphins' offense? Slow-mo Rosenthal or Mr. Kitzel? Then let me give you something else to put in your pink pipe to smoke. Who did more for Glade Mist bathroom spray? Jorge Fagadorn Rodriguez or uh, Brian Dennehy? Huh? Come on. You know where you can insert the sound effects here. If Joyce would only die. Wait. Where did you go? You can't go nowhere. I'm not going. How about if we just insert doi, 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 doi. that? 132 at QAM. Speaking of him, he'll be along at 2 o'clock, ready or not. 944 vote. We need 56 in 28 minutes. That's two a minute. Nice math, huh? I'll take it. Pretty easy. We ought to be able to two, 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 two in a minute. Two, two in a minute. I can do it. I'll say yeah. one thing. While you were out, Josh Cordes did a deuce in about uh, two and a half minutes. Yeah? Or less. <laughs> Picking up uh, right out, out of my songbook, yeah. First, That's he gave me a warning that, well, you better be uh, ready, because uh, then he was back before the break-in. The problem is, uh, you know, I just never know. You know, sometimes it's short, and sometimes I don't want to go into a whole song then. Let's not get too excretory, okay? 947, we need 53 more votes to get to 1,000, and then we can, then we can like, put everything aside and say, ah, now we've uh, done a good job, right? <laughs> Wouldn't you think? Yeah. 
I think something. Plus, we want to take a whole bunch of calls this last half hour because uh, this has been really something special today. Five six seven oh five sixty. It's been real. Yeah, that. And pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless line. That's because it's not one of those building poles. You know, we added one or two uh, adjectives or whatever in here, but that's about it. And so these people are really, and especially after having been there for three days and looked around and said, "Oh, geez." It, it, it's really scary being there, you know. It's really very scary. I know. I'm <laughs> I'm WQAM, hello. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Listen, good evening, uh, sir. I, I, right. I vote for God, but that's not why I'm calling. So it's Neil God. Yes. I get to my vote. I'm in my car, so I can't do it on the computer. The news is not Howard going to Sirius. The news is how bad Dave Lee Roth bombs. Oh, that's in right. He's playing this week, yeah. Well, yeah. What, a su- what a surprise that is, huh? Yeah, well, that's it. You know, I mean, proving once again that uh, that Stern may be distanced, you know, people may disrespect him, but the fact is it's hard to do what he does. And well, the, fact, the fact is that there isn't just isn't that much talent available anymore because for years now they've been, you know, they've been discouraging any, uh, any talent in this business, and there isn't any. Well, what's the available talent pool out there? Yeah, you're right. You know, I, I'm just reading right now that Sean Hannity, I just read it a minute ago during the break, Sean Hannity just signed up his 500th affiliate for a syndicated radio show. Yep. And when yep. Sean Hannity has found 500 stations in this freaking country, what does that tell you? Oh, they're, they're worse, worse than that, Bill Bennett. Bill Bennett's got a lot of affiliates now signing up, and then what's that? I mean, you yeah. know, it's, 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 it's tough to do this and be entertaining. And so that's why you're Neil God. Okay, thanks, Pat. Have a nice day. And, of course, who else besides Bill Bennett would say... You could abort every black baby in this country and your crime rate would go down. Yeah, see, that's his punishment, man. Just like Carlo. Remember, his punishment was no more in the family business? That's right. And now uh, Bill Bennett, his punishment is he's on 8 million radio stations. Okay, that's, that's a good punishment, I would say, for the audience. Wow. You think your show's going to last long? Don't bet on it. Five six seven oh five sixty. All the hypocrisy. I'm so tired of it, man. I'm so tired of people with bullcrap. Just wait till this Jack Abramoff thing really comes down. It starts spinning around, man. And all the names that are going to come out: Republicans, Democrats, Whigs. I mean, just you, you name it. Oh, speaking of Whigs. WQAM. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? All right. All right. You're back in town. No. Oh, okay. Well, I was back in town for three days. That was long enough for me. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say, because didn't the old man threaten you that he was going to kick your butt and all this bunch of stuff? Oh, yeah. That's why I wouldn't come to that station. I'm terrified, man. I'm afraid of a punch in the nose. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, but yeah. Uh, Happy New Year. That's all hey, I wanted to, to say. I just wanted oh. for you to be careful just in case we're back in town. Okay. Thanks, pal. Yeah, Bye-bye. Be careful. Watch out for the old uh, Bowmeister. He's going to punch me in the nose. He's, he's punching the world in the nose. He's punching the universe in the nose. From Mercury to Uranus. Five six seven oh five sixty. It's uh, you know, and, and in fact, who was saying this morning? It couldn't have been Clarence, could it? No, I don't want to get him in hot water. It was somebody saying to me this morning about being in that place is just uh, insanity, and nobody knows any. Uh, and the audience, uh, probably, uh, maybe you don't care, but that's, we do care a little bit. <laughs> we don't have any idea who the general mangler is, or is going to be, or who's staying, and who's leaving, and who's on first, and and what the hell's going on. I mean, it's re- it should really tell you something when I get a piece of copy for one of our best clients that says, oh, and be sure and don't miss this sale. It ended yesterday. How do you like that? Yeah. I, I got to that, and I just thought to myself, what's the use, you know? I think that was about That's the time right. my pressure was 600 over 500. Gornish Telfin. Wow. 
And no excuses because you saw that tub of garbage in the building, right? You saw him yes, waddling around? This morning, before the show. Yeah. And what, what did Matter he fact, say? I, he was uh, in the doorway, and I don't know if he didn't get make a call after he started talking, but I got the feeling that he was going to come in here and say something to you or something. Oh, yeah. And I told him. Uh, uh, don't do it. Just walk away. Right. Just waddle away in his case. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. 5670560, you know the rest. WQAM, hello. Oh, yeah. You were talking about the hypocrites earlier. And uh, a couple of months ago, I was with you and I snuck in something. I said, Kevin, you quizzling. At the end of the conversation. You said what? I said, Kevin, you quizzling. Yeah. And my friend Kevin, who supposedly never listens to AM radio, yeah. calls me back and says, hey, I heard you say that on the air. Well, I'll be damned, Kevin. You are a quizzling, okay? Nice job, Pally. And you know what else? Yeah. And you know what else? Thank you, fairy. <laughs> That's a good test, you know. Yes, Bert went out about somebody, then you'll find out. Oh, they claim they don't listen. They wouldn't listen to that fag on the radio. He's stale. He's boring. Yeah. All you got to do is blurt out their name. And, of course, uh, once a Quisling, always a Quisling. What was his name again? Kevin? Kevin Quisling. Quisling. And Frank. You fairy. Right. Oh, speaking of that, speaking of. You fairy. Doug Thompson also writes, Ain't This America? An anti-gay group that spews hate and homophobic propaganda has taken protest to a new low, staging photo op demonstrations at funerals for soldiers killed in Iraq. Waving signs with slogans like, Thank God for dead soldiers and God hates fags. The group from Westboro Baptist Church in Topeka, Kansas, is apparently, uh, has appeared at funerals for slain soldiers in Missouri and Illinois recently, spouting their homophobic bile and disrupting what should be a solemn moment for grieving families. Led by the lunatic Reverend Fred Phelps, a hate-spouting firebrand, the group has protested funerals of homosexuals for the past 15 years, but have expanded their activities in recent months to the services of fallen s soldiers, appearing at some 70 ceremonies in recent months, even though there's no indication that soldiers being buried are gay. Our view of the situation is that God Almighty blew these kids to smithereens and sent them to hell, claims the 76-year-old Phelps, who said God is punishing a fag army, don't ask, don't tell, for a fag-loving agenda of a fag-loving nation. What do you think he's trying to say? He's gay. The protest has sparked proposals of legislation to limit such protests and a backlash from some who have confused the actions of the anti-war group, anti group with those who protest the Iraq war. A lot of typos in Doug Thompson's. Uh, they need a, a proofreader on uh, this website. Missouri Senate Majority Leader Charles Shields of uh, St. Joseph has proposed legislation that would ban protesting in front of or, uh, in front of or near uh, any church, cemetery, or funeral establishments. In Illinois, Lieutenant Governor Pat Quinn has proposed prohibiting such picketing from within 300 feet a half hour be before to a half hour after any funeral. The last moments a family has with their son, these ought to be opportunities that aren't, aren't interfered with, that aren't harassed, that aren't destroyed and disrupted by a group that's seeking to do exactly that to be cruel, says Quinn, who attends funerals uh, for Illinois soldiers. In November, Jesse Alcazar of Elmhurst, Illinois, buried his son Christopher Alcazar, a 21-year-old Army infantryman, while a half a dozen of Phelps protesters chanted across the street and waved their signs. Only half a dozen? Bad enough that I got harassed after I got off of, out of Vietnam, Alcazar said, but after 37 years of trying to get rid of this wound, they're doing this to my son. How do you like that? Bunch of Farbison. And don't forget, baby, we got that video on sale. Forget about that Best of Neil thing. We're going to raise millions. Goyim Gone Wild starts February 1st. This is Neil Rogers. Boy. This is 562 AM. Where radio is what the Q's for, QAM. Absolutely. 
The most talked about film of the year is now the musical event of the year. The Brokeback Mountain soundtrack. It's raining, man. Hallelujah, it's raining, man. Amen. The songs you love. From the movie you're afraid to admit you love. Oh, no, no, I, I will survive. As long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. Strap on your leather chaps and yell, ride em, cowboy. The Brokeback Mountain soundtrack. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. They have everything for young men to enjoy. You can hang out with all the boys. Available at Sam's Goodies. 145, you know, years ago there was a song, I think it was Buck Owens, one of them country songs called Hillbilly Heaven. Yeah. I dreamed I died and went to Hillbilly Heaven. Well, I, I'm thinking that's what the U.S. is now, ain't it? The USA, it's Hillbilly Heaven. It's Hillbilly Hale, if you ask me. Uh, well, <laughs> it's one of them things. And you've uh, got to play a joint up there in North Carolina. See, I, like, like I tried to explain, there ain't no one around. See, I don't go there for right. the people, but for the absence of them. There's the no one anywhere. Lack of. You drive to town, and they're all a bunch of hat-tipping gentlemen. That's well, what that's they good. Are. You can't complain about the people here because they ain't none. That's right. That's good. I like that. 974 votes. Are we going to make it or what? Make what? Mike Bacon? I sneeze. Oh. Ah, wait a second. Ah. No, didn't yeah. happen. Don't you hate that? I do. Sneezes interrupt us. Ought to be a Oh, God, I hate that. 976. We need 24 and 14 minutes. That's so less than two a minute. We better get to that thousand or I'm not coming back tomorrow. We'll put George back on. <laughs> <laughs> How oh, about man. them hurricanes? Oh. All right, and the Chick-fil-A uh, church's chicken uh, uh, peach bowl, whatever the hell that was. 40 to 3, and four coaches get fired in. Who the hell are you people kidding over there, huh? You think they're fooling somebody? Donna Shalali and that whole bunch? What the hell is the guy's name? The Todd the Ted uh, Foot. Is that the guy or is it a different one? Who's the athletic director over there now, Josh? At at UM? Yeah. Paul D. Oh, Paul D. That's right. Paul D. as opposed to like Leroy P. Five six seven oh five sixty. You ever see Leroy P? No. I did. <laughs> Pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Four seconds. WQAM, hello. It's uncanny. No matter what George says, it always comes out. Good. All right, Gargler Jr., let's hear it. See, that I respect. That's a hell of a lot better than that same boring guy. Because at least you know it's somebody different. Was that a gargle or was that like a gurgle? No, that was a, uh, a warbler. And I, I think we ought to have like a new promotional campaign. Will the old man, forget about that CD, will the old man make it to his 30th anniversary on March 1st? Well, listen for Neil Rogers to die on the air. Wouldn't that be great? Right. Any minute. You can see the billboards right now. And we're like a tombstone on it. Yeah. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hello. QAM. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm always listening to Neil. Yeah. And he said that all those miners died. All except one, he said. Twelve of them, yes. Oh, you know, the Miami Herald said this morning that one died in the red and 12 survived. Yeah, so did all the other newspapers. And if you were listening to the show, you'd realize that's because they went to bed before the story of the truth came out. Now, they're saying that the company knew, not that I want to get into that story because I don't care about it, but you can't, help, you can't get away from it. Uh, 20 minutes after the initial um, false reports, they said that the, uh, the company knew about it, but they didn't bother telling anybody about it for three hours. 
You think they were worried about how to cover their arse? I, it seemed to me the whole during the whole time that was their number one priority was worrying about covering their arse. Not that I really care, but like when, when even the comedy channels got it on, what are you going to do? Huh? Right. When Showtime and the HBO and uh, the Food Channel and the A and E and the E and A and couldn't get away from it. The MTV didn't have it on. Still can't get away from it. Oh yeah, those they're singing them West Virginia coal mine songs. WQAM, hello. Neil got it. Yes, sir. Neil, I would uh, I would love to be a fly in the wall right when you do the crossover to uh, to Mo Howard David, especially when you play those the great crossover. I don't do a crossover. Up. I do a crossover with Hank. I do not do a crossover with Mo Howard David. Did it? Well, I, I know, but it's, as usually when you finish up about one fifty nine, you've been playing these Mo bits, and I would just love to be in the studio to watch Mo's head spin around. Yeah, I'd like to see that myself. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Pally. Love your show. Maybe we can do a Mo, um, uh, one of those little Mo dolls for the uh, Marlin games this season. You want to think of the, maybe work on that, Josh? Okay. Yeah, with, with the revenue that we raise from selling them little Mo dolls, we can uh, build that new stadium. Don't you think? It's a lot of Mo dolls. Get a lot of dough from those Mo do, 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 do. dolls. Mo than you think. Don't forget, speaking of Mo, who's everybody's favorite topic of conversation, he'll be along at 2 o'clock. It's not just me. Everybody's obsessed. You hear about Mo, Mo, what it is, Mo, everybody, it's including that pizza thing. See, I'm not, I, I got that about eighth, eighth hand, that pizza story. Well, I got it firsthand. Did you really? Right from the horse's mouth. Right from the horse's ass over yes, there at Power 96. And not that he ain't no pizza burglar or nothing like that, but it was kind of mo most amusing to all of us. Yes, it was. WQAM, hello. Yeah, you were talking about people dying on the air. Yes. I mean, we're watching Hyman's die in the air. We're watching Dick Clark die in the air. Right. We're well, why the hell should I be any different? That's right. You're not going to be the first. You've got the two grandpas that were dying on the air last night because they couldn't go to bed in time. Yeah. You're not going to be the first. Hopefully we can see the old man after you die on the air before before you. That's why I'm hoping, Pally. That's why I'm, that's why I'm breathing and taking one breath at a time. I just took my pressure one day. It was okay. In fact, we can have a segment every day, like about uh, 11.30, Neil's Blood Pressure. <laughs> sponsored yeah. by? Yeah, and we can get a sponsor for it. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Uh, sponsored by right. Pompano Park. <laughs> right. Sponsored by Dry Concepts. For $50,000 a day, let's get Neil's Blood Pressure on here. Seriously, the, don't, if I ever say to you anything about that sales department, just tell me shut up. All right. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm serious. If if I if I let those That's people fine. get to me, they they're just they're just killers, and it doesn't make any. Oh, and guess who inherited um, uh, Brandy's? Brett. Okay. Good old Brett. What was the other one he inherited? Emerald Coast. See, these losers come in there, and right away, oh well, we'll give them this one. How come Duff doesn't get a few good accounts? Huh? A posh accounts that all he has to do is sit back and take the commission, huh? I don't know. These guys like Troy Stratford just sit back and suck up the commission. I bet you Duff could, well. WQAM, hello. Yeah, steal. Now, see here. I want to steal pizza. I want to steal pizza. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, why don't you tell us about the time you had that date with that girl in Michigan State and you got drunk? Yeah, no thanks. WQAM, so why don't you tell us about it, even though he already heard it? It's Q. Hello? QM, yes. Yeah, Happy New Year. And back to you. Feliz hey, Nuevo. Thank you. Neil, um, I know Monday was the official holiday for New Year's, and yesterday you were sick, but right. um, I 
think you didn't come in because you didn't want to face the fact that the Miami Dolphins beat your New England Patriots. Oh, that was, that was a real tough game. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'm why. It's now because the Dolphins beat my team. Yeah, the Dolphins beat a forfeit. The, the Patriots shouldn't have risked any more injuries. They just said, okay, we'll forfeit the game. Didn't want to come in because the Dolphins beat my Patriots. How did Dolphin playoffs uh, hopes coming up, huh? How are they preparing for them playoffs? You jackass. Huh? They're training hard is what I heard. Yeah, they're, they're training it. If ever there was a uh, thrown game, man, I don't want to like, question Bill Belichick's integrity, but who would you rather play, Jacksonville or Pittsburgh, Josh? Who would you rather play in the first round? Jacksonville. Amen. Even Josh, who hates the Patriots like poison. Are you sick or something, man? You don't sound good. No, he was just uh, stretching right I was there. stretching there. Sorry about you that. stretching it? Yeah. Oh, God, I don't want to hear about it. No, seriously, even Josh, who despises the Patriots, realizes that the... I don't they despise didn't even, the Patriots. They didn't even do a good job of going through the motions in that game. I just don't want them to win the Super Bowl. And I Bowl guarantee again. you that that kid, that eight-string quarterback, that 10-year-old quarterback, when they were going for the two-pointer to send the game into overtime, Belichick told him, if you complete this pass, don't expect to walk off this field alive, sweetheart. And he said, okay. Something like that. But then again, keep in mind, they wanted to win that game real bad. This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> This is 
You know that old saying, don't count your chickens until they, uh, whatever, until they lay an egg? 996, we need four votes in a minute on that poll to get to 1,000. You think we we'll can have do to it? hold it over. We, we'll have to run over a little bit. 996, I mean, that's uh, weak is what that is. Weak. Neil Rogers is very entertaining, 382, a voice of reason, 222, a genius, 120, right, a fat old fag, 107, a panic, 52, God, 41, stale, stale, Mo, 37, Divisive 13, the Antichrist 8, Boring 8, and a Bigot 6, 996. Are you refreshing it? And is it still mild? It is uh, still It's refreshing mild, yeah. and it is mild. That would be really bad to go out of here on a 997. The votes uh, are pouring uh, in by the ones. 997. Are you refreshing it? As often as it will. Oh, my God. 997. What do you got? 997. Oh, jeez. 998. 999. 98. We're going to run over a few seconds here. That's the way it goes. Sorry, Mo. Going to run over maybe five seconds. That's okay. A thousand. How do you like that? Bye, bye, bye. Woo!